All right, what's up, everybody? Ostin here. So, I'm not sure if you guys follow my social media, mainly my Instagram, but if you do, you might have seen some recent posts with me doing some climbing. Turns out, there's an indoor rock climbing place near where I live, and me and the lady Kristen have started going every week, uh, mainly on Wednesdays. So, we've just been doing it for fun, but it's also, it's pretty challenging, and you get, like, the aesthetics of exercising these muscle groups that you just don't usually hit in the gym. Plus, you meet some really cool people who climb in the process. So, through climbing, I came across this awesome company called Dino. Dude, they have this one product, Beta, and I love the idea. It contains a 2-in-1 thermogenic nootropic with a boost of clean energy using 10 simple all-natural ingredients. Now, if you're not familiar, nootropics are supplements that boost your creativity, promote mental clarity, and give you intense focus. So I'll tell you right now, it takes a lot of energy and creativity to reach the top of those climbs, man. So one thing I like about this concept is it's not just for climbers. I honestly can't see why Dino's Beta wouldn't be perfect for any activity or adventure. Another thing that's cool is they're going to ship straight from their door to yours, meaning no annoying retail shop markup. And if you use the code OSTEN, that's O-S-T-E-N, at checkout, you can take another 15% off. So go check these guys out. They're the Dino Climbing Company on Instagram or thedinocompany.com. Now back to the pod. Alright, what's up everybody? It's Ostin, back at you with another Book of Ostin Life of Detours podcast. We are on the business of detours today. I am so excited about this episode right now. I have Mr. Derek Campbell from the Awashtas and Mina on the podcast right now. Say what's up, bro. What's going on, everyone? Dude, this is so exciting. Like, literally, we have talked about this place on the podcast so many times at this <laughs> point. Like, just talking about the pizza, the beer, everything, and like, just the fact that it's like, I want to say it's like one of the biggest things in Mina at this point. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, that's definitely encouraging and exciting. Yeah. There you go, dude. I mean, you, you basically like took over like a whole part of Main Street over here, dude. Yeah, I mean, what started out as like a small, I don't know, smallest idea or dream kind of just continued to grow in and to this day just kind of the dreams keep getting bigger. So. Literally, like you keep adding all these things to it, Yeah, man. Yeah, this is so cool, dude. <laughs> So I do want to ask, so what would you say your role is? So owner, operator, all that? Like yeah, yeah, that, and I mean, at this point, it's my goal and job to make sure things keep rolling, but then also look into the future and development of the Washtals and future ideas and goals yeah. of the Washtals. And so there's like some dreams that are a year, three, and five years out. And nice. so just kind of slowly tackling those as I can. Mm-hmm. Just keeping the plans coming. As long as yeah. there's something on the horizon, you know, there's something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on right now with it? Because, like, literally I was here, what, like six months ago, and this place already looks so much different? Yeah, it's, man, we, we bought this building that we're in uh, back in two, the end of 2018, uh-huh. roughly, and started just with one small corner of i think the seven thousand square foot building and just started tackling remodeling as we could afford it and mm-hmm. uh we're probably 98 percent uh yeah. remodeled we're wrapping up our patio that's gonna be off the front uh this month i that think so, so cool. people will be able to go out and 
sit over top the sidewalk and look at the mountains in both ways and enjoy the fresh air. So, mm. so you're talking about like a rooftop patio kind of deal. Yeah, it'll nearly be on the rooftop. We, you know, we wanted to put something on the roof actually, but then looking at this building that's super old and yeah. what used to be two buildings is now one building. So there's <laughs> one half the building has this like wood rafters while the other has metal and oh, wow. different foundations. And so, uh, just supporting a rooftop patio is going to be tricky, so yeah. we just came off the front over the sidewalk with a, a patio, and so it's going to be pretty cool. Is that what the the whole awning out there is for? Yeah, yeah, and that's what a lot of people are like, oh, nice new awning. I'm like, well, actually, it's a lot more than that. It's going to be a 10-foot by nearly 50-foot patio to sit on. So, Dude, that is so much cooler. Like, yeah. It looks awesome just as an awning, but that's going to be so cool. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. Wow. So you basically you found a workaround to get people on like a rooftop. Kind yeah, of yeah, more or less. I mean, it's going to be the only one here in Mina, so. Definitely, actually, yeah. Because I think, like, uh, we were actually talking about it, like, last night. I think I was talking to Mom about it or something because I saw the new awning and we were talking about the roof and everything. And uh, a lot of the buildings here have, like, apartments and things like that above them, but is this one just straight, like, well, I mean, this is like a super tall ceiling. I feel like you could fit in an apartment up there. Yeah, you nearly could. Um, in the back part of the attic, I mean, you have to duck just because of the way the, the building sloped. And it's so it's so long. It's a little over 100 foot long. But by the time you get to the front, back up there where the patio is, there you know, nearly probably 12 foot of headspace in the attic, yeah. uh, which is where our stairs go now to access the outside patio. So. Oh, right on. Okay, the ones up front that are yeah. all... It's got the police line around it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we got the stairs up, and now we're just waiting to bust through the wall to put a door in to get out there. So. Is that like a zoning issue or something? Uh, no, just people, uh, contractors got other jobs and just get keeping them hooked up. But yeah. they're definitely some great guys that do awesome work. So That's awesome, Just got to be patient. I've had a lot of people on that just... They have a lot of bad to say about contractors, so that's it's kind of nice, like hearing like a, a nicer perspective. Yeah, on it, I guess. I, I've been really fortunate. Uh, mm-hmm. The guys that work with us, uh, I had a, a contractor start out, and he did a great job, and then he took off to do some other stuff. But some other guys came in to finish out what you see most of here now, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of it's just me kind of having an idea or seeing something that I saw somewhere else, yeah, and keeping that uh, back in my head, and then finding a space here that I'll like it, and then I'll, like, go and Pinterest and Google images and be <laughs> yeah. like, man, this is what I want for this space. And that contractor's like, yeah, we can make that work. That's and so yeah. we just work back and forth and figure out ideas, and he's been excellent to do that. So I'm I'm super pleased and excited to work with them. That's really cool, man. Yeah, if you can get somebody that can kind of see the vision that you're working with. Yeah, because, I mean, you started this whole thing out, like, Bro, this is not at all what you started with at all. No, and we've tore down walls and put up walls and then tore down those walls and put in a different wall. And just all <laughs> kind of, we, we probably, you know, remodeled this place in some areas three times at this point. In but, what, uh, four years now? Yeah, it? four years, just because <laughs> the, the business has transitioned and I've been fortunate enough, you know, to be able to make it happen. It's It's been a stretch a time or two, but, you know, yeah. the, the end goal is in mind. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're trying to build it out to be. The room we're sitting in now used to be, and had plans for it to be our brewery. Right, uh, yes, And yeah. that's why we have such big bay doors right there. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to send out so many kegs to those doors. But then we're like, man, we, we actually can't. Yeah, fit. you need some more space. Yeah, we can't right fit here. the equipment in here that we want to yeah. get to. And so let's just turn this into a nice party room, fine dining aspect of the building and so um and like it, vip section back here yeah. yeah and then the doors work great for our events outdoor uh, then we yes. just slide those open and people come and go and you can hear the music from the outside and it, it just it works out so that's happened a lot of times as we've done this remodel like 
<laughs> the intentions were this, and then it didn't quite work out, but it worked a whole lot better for yeah. a different scenario. You had already turned the space into something, and you were able to kind of pivot and use it for something else. Yep. That's cool, yep. man. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of these, uh, actually, to go back to, I want to talk about these beers that we're drinking right now, because these are the the Awashita's beers. That's they? right. Yeah. yeah the, the first one we brewed uh, just a couple months ago is, is this one. It's Days One. Uh, oh, I had that one last night. Yes, so good. <laughs> uh, it's a crowd favorite right now, uh, and it's it's probably this beer probably captures the essence of the Washitals because, like we were just talking about, Traven and I were in there uh, brewing this first batch of beer together on this brand new system, and so we're just like pulling levers, opening gates, shoving things around, <laughs> like figuring out how to you know work this system. Um, and so we start this batch, and we go to transfer the beer from the mash uh, over to the bowl, yeah. and uh, it won't transfer right. And so we just we had like a rough day figuring out uh, just how to get things to go, and uh, we you know ultimately got the beer in a fermenter. Uh, yeah. And Traven had a good idea. He's just like, hey, we don't know how this beer is going to turn out since uh, the whole brew process didn't go according to plan. So yeah. why not let's avoid doing all our dry hopping that was originally planned for this? And we're like, all right, and. So uh, the you know the whole brew process that we do for this beer is different from every other one, obviously because it's kind of a mistake. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out to be a phenomenal Just beer. Just a happy accident. Yeah. Right and we again. recently got into we're dipping our toes into distribution, and it's our distributor's favorite beer. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> it's just. We call it days one because it happened on day one, and yes. it came out super hazy, and so <laughs> it just got stuck with that name, and it may end up just being one of our beers to just carry on for the yeah. end of time. So do you guys use that like little hiccup that you had in the brewing process now? Yeah, I mean, uh, the vast majority of it, mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing. A little thing, smoother, though, probably. Yeah, <laughs> because in that transfer process, you know, we were trying to, to rush it and get it out of the mash and over to the other one quickly because if anyone knows anything about Traven, the guy doesn't have a lot of patience, so yeah, like no patience. Let's just <laughs> move it over. Let's get it going. And so, um, but that didn't work, and we ended up having like a, a big rest time. Uh, but after some research, we find out you know like, that rest time probably wasn't one of the biggest influences on this. But there are like some other aspects that we we did to get that out of that mash kettle over there. Uh, and so we 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 do the the things that probably made the big difference and, yeah. and follow the recipe. And uh, we just brewed another batch of that. Uh, this past week and so i'm looking forward to seeing nice, how it turns yeah. out yeah and it's not like you can just like it's not like you're brewing like a pot like these are like giant bats of yeah this stuff, no right? we're we're turning out uh you know 45 kegs of this stuff <laughs> Dude, uh yeah. when we're doing a full seven barrel batch wow. and so you know we went from a half barrel system mm-hmm. which is now our pilot system where that turns out to maybe three kegs that's where you're just uh, playing with stuff basically yeah right? and yeah. so that's that's what we used to brew on now to this full seven barrel system um uh, and which in the brew world is still relatively a, a smaller system but right. to us it's just just a it's oh, a game changer it's, it's a lot the, top of the line, oh, top of the line big <laughs> and so now we're like all right we're gonna brew this beer like all right we're we're committed to it because you know this this is gonna take a little longer to run through than just two kegs of yeah. what we previously have been doing and if people are liking it man i absolutely love that one over i had it last night yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a go to. Every time I go look at my reporting, uh, it's like doubling, if not tripling, the sales of our other beers. But oh, that's crazy! It's likely yeah. because that's the first one they had here, and they liked it. And yeah. so we we now have probably nine beers on our wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody in their mind just says like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get days one." Get days one. But yeah, we'll get I know them. what it does. I know we'll get them on some like. other beer here in a little bit, and they'll, they'll 
it's it's just one of those things. You can get a whole crowd of people in one night stuck on one specific beer, and you might Dude. run through over a keg of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to be careful what you recommend. Yeah, that's <laughs> how it is. Uh, like, uh, so I bartend back in Arlington, and I remember there was we did like a Garth Brooks concert, and somebody for some reason told him about we do like this Beach Breeze drink, and it has pineapple orange juice, like uh malibu rum no so that one actually has the deep eddy grapefruit and you have to add peach and then all this stuff and like yeah. build it and then shake it and everything and like <laughs> i mean our drinks are super easy to make but it was like every ticket had one on it plus like four or five beers and stuff and like we're killing this was like a forty thousand dollar day yeah like just Jeez. insanity and like i'm running out of pineapple and orange juice all day like once you get people stuck on it it's crazy yeah dude. yeah so you never serve a chocolate martini either one person sees that it's over with for the whole yeah. day. Yeah, 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 that's absolutely how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, what am I drinking? The you're drinking Timber Beast. Yeah. Um, so that's like the the actual OG beer. Uh, you know, Traven and I, when we got that system, we messed around on it in his garage. But mm. the first beer that we brewed to put in like to our tap room, my father was retiring from uh, thirty years plus of logging. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, he yeah. was a he was a big contractor for warehouser and. Uh, we wanted to throw him a retirement party. I was like, man, we need to brew him a beer uh, that's, you know, inspired by a logger. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Trayvon had an awesome idea. The dude's well-researched. Uh, he's like, man, I, I read this one yeah. thing about where we can take cedar, and it's a real old-school <laughs> brewing method. And I was like, man, that sounds perfect. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's turned out great, and I'm really pleased with the batch that came out of our new system. And it's actually one of the four beers that got selected to go into distribution. So nice. the Timber Beast. It's Dude, it's so good. So it, it's labeled as a cream ale. Yeah, it's a wall. farmhouse cream ale. Uh, so, but like you said, it definitely like that that cedar, that comes through for sure, man. Like, yeah, yeah, it's really cool because I mean we put fresh cedar branches in there. We, mm. Traven goes out there and lops them off a tree in the morning. <laughs> probably has we a good bring time them in, make sure yeah. they're good and clean. Throw them down in that mash tank and kind of steep them for a bit. Yeah, and throw the the grain in on top, and then make a nice little little pallet for the grain bed, and then they also Dude. kind of serve as a filtering agent when mm. you go to do that transfer. Yeah, because it has, like, the body of, like, a, I guess, like, I would say, like, a cream ale, but it definitely, so it's, like, if you took, like, a little bit of an IPA taste, but you mm-hmm. took away kind of, like, the, like, the haze of an IPA off yeah. of it, you know, so yeah, it's, and it's got I a think good feel. A lot of people are just drawn to it because, I mean, there's not another beer like that one out there. It's going to I've never had be a beer tough. like this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And I think, whenever I was looking, I think this might be the cheapest one on your wall, too. Yeah, it 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 may be. Uh, that might just be a thing for where we didn't change it in the past, and it's still just running in the old price from yeah, last year. <laughs> <laughs> you just haven't noticed. It's yeah, all good. just haven't noticed. Sorry, I said something, guys. <laughs> oh man, come back in. It's like thirty dollars tomorrow. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. So everything's just going like this is just really cool, man. So you have like. Um, so you started out as the coffee roasters, right? Mm-hmm. And then you transitioned and you just started calling it the Awashtas. Yeah, so started out as Awashtas Coffee Roasters. That that original, and it still very much is, like, the, the heartbeat behind everything is yeah. my, my past and histories, like, coming from church roots and just loving, wanting to care for people and see the best for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't really want to sit in a church office. I wanted to be out in the community and provide a space for people to gather and, yeah. and just kind of grow or be around each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and But also still be able to travel the world and kind of make a difference in other places. And yeah. about that same time, had always liked the idea of coffee. I love seeing my grandparents and parents sit around sipping on coffee, but 
It was the nastiest tasting thing ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, even through college, I yeah. tried to like coffee. Uh, my go-to drink was like, give me half of the black coffee and then dump in half hot chocolate. And that was oh, my really? drink. <laughs> yeah. So did you get it for, like, did you need the caffeine from it? Or? No, I was just uh, having something in my hand and sipping on it. And yeah. so I've always liked combination like bringing different ingredients together mm-hmm. for a beverage yeah um and so even when i was a kid you know i was just i like to mix things together we were doing the suicides yeah. at the top oh yeah <laughs> absolutely and then the parents coffee maker at home i was taking the black coffee and then their little cappuccino mix and different things and trying to mix stuff together i've, I've always enjoyed that and i just i don't know i kind of like the the aesthetic too of it and yeah. so but it wasn't until later in life like after college i had Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> my, <the> uh, yeah. <laughs> I had a, just a pour over from a specialty coffee shop, and it was just black coffee. And I was like, well, this is, this is delicious. Good coffee. This is actually good. And then my mind was like, well, why? Yeah. And fell off into a deep hole of research of coffee. And yeah. then kind of. That's a whole world right there, dude. Oh, I've only oh, gone man. like shin deep in it. And mm. uh, there's so much more to it. But uh, from there, it kind of de- developed the idea of. And it'd be really cool to have a coffee shop, have a coffee roaster, and then one day be able to start traveling uh, to the different countries that we source all that coffee from, directly import it, then go back to those same farms and care and love on that community with my family, staff, community. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, so I was like, man, how how do we do that? And so just took small steps, Mm -hmm. uh, leased a space in this building and put a roaster in it and an espresso machine and, and started. And (laughs) wait, what was here before I was it, was that the, it was home furnishing. Well, way back in the day, uh, when we would have been in school, it was Harrods, uh, department store. That's right. Sold Wranglers and get their, you know, their their tuxes for prom. Yes. Um, I can remember, uh, even when we, Got the building and started in demo. The changing room from way back in the day with the green carpet was still in this building. Whoa. But uh, when we moved in, we like we leased the space, and the front part of the building was like a uh, a clothing and lifestyle boutique, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Closet eight twenty one is what it was. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, it seems like there's been a lot of like little things coming new. There have been a couple that have like made themselves staples. So at this point, like. Um, there's a place across the street that little boutique has been here for a while. I, yep. I, dude, I don't come here enough to like really <laughs> know the names. I know there's a, there's another little um, shop. It's called Dazed and something. There's a where um, like a little breakfast spot around the way. Yes, uh, it's up the street. Gosh, now that you're I know, we should know the name. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I come here, um, mom wants me to go there, but I feel like they have weird hours or something, or like. Yeah. The, they're closed on a certain day, and it's always the day that I'm here. Same thing with Skyline. Every time I come here, they're somehow closed. Yeah, like oddly on a Wednesday or something like yeah, that. Dude, I, like, I what are we remember. doing? I mean, I, well, if it doesn't happen within these walls, uh, I'm, I probably don't know much about it. Yeah, you don't <laughs> got a lot of time for anything I drink else, my coffee man. here, drink my beer here, have my <laughs> yeah. breakfast, eat my pizza. So. Yeah. Have you all started serving breakfast yet? Yeah, so currently we serve uh, breakfast Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Dope. We're looking at maybe kind of changing that up a bit. Mina's just an odd place to do business, one. Yeah. And then the breakfast scene here is also something else. <laughs> yeah. I thought it, I was a genius when we were going to start doing breakfast. I was like, man, we've got mimosas. we got best day. coffee. Yes. We, we're going to have some awesome waffles. You know, yeah. like, this is, we're going to be crowded. But, you know, it's it's tough. And so we're going to so revisit yeah, kind of how we approach that and mm-hmm. try out a couple different days. Uh, 
But man, we're we're here. We're open. We might as well make and make some bacon and waffles. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, very cool, dude. Yeah, because like whenever I first started coming here, like I come in for the coffee because it's, it's fantastic. By the way, the coffee is so good here. I have recommended it on so many podcasts. The coffee, the beer, the everything here is just great. But uh, we would come in and like. I think you guys have had like muffins and stuff for a long time. Yeah, every single day there's muffins, cookies, or quiche available. You know, nice. so there's yeah. not we we have some kind of breakfast item, just not the full blown bacon and eggs. Yeah, which is what I usually go oh, for. That's too. that's it for me: bacon, <laughs> eggs, and maybe some toast. Ah, dude, that is so good. Yeah, I'm I'm super pleased with that one. I think that's going to be that Timber Bees is going to be just a fun story for the rest of the time. So. Yeah. So, what are the plans moving forward? I know you have, you're starting, so you've been doing these events, and, like, that's huge. These are, like, I want to say, like, Rod Run, like, size, or, I don't know oh, about, yeah. like, Lum and Abner size. Yeah, so, um, these entertainment districts that we have on the street, um, we, we started that, I guess, last year. It was one of those things that uh, this the state made possible for dry counties, and, like too easy like i even had to like call my abc agent and be like listen we're going to do an entertainment district on the street which where that means there's going to be food and beer Beer, outside the building on the streets of mina yeah i've done everything that i can tell that i need to do is there anything else i'm like is there anything else and they're like no entertainment districts are the easiest thing you can do in a dry county i was like yeah obviously because everything else we went through to be a brewery in a dry county uh was Just, was a yeah. nightmare. You know, it was tough, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it was also because we were the first to do that that we know of in Arkansas. Maybe even you know the nation to be a, a brewery in a dry county. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I feel like yeah, that is wild, dude. Yeah. So, well, I mean, whenever I think of that, I think of uh, what is it like? Jack Daniels is in a dry county over in Kentucky right. or something like that. But that's totally different. Yeah, I mean that that because all that happened probably a long time ago. Maybe some grandfathered in. Oh, law definitely stuff. grandfathered in before but, prohibition. Probably. Yeah, it, yeah, but Arkansas did a cool thing in 2019. They they passed a bill where a microbrewery could be in a dry county, and to have alcohol in a restaurant in a dry county, you've got to have a private club permit. People got to come in, sign your book, and be a member <laughs> yeah. uh, to consume alcohol. And so, essentially, under that same kind of aspect, you can have a brewery brew beer people can come in your restaurant and drink the beer beer. off the wall if they're a member of your private club um but i mean all the stuff was new to us about permitting regulations and all the stuff was uh new to the alcohol control division and so we'd call in and be like hey what do we need to do for this and they're like oh we don't know like we're actually we're like (laughs) constructing that (laughs) we're constructing that application today so you know any questions we had it was just a learning process for everyone so you know ultimately i think our (laughs) agent that we worked with and the people there you know they they did the best they could definitely probably frustrating (laughs) on both sides at times Mm -hmm. um but, you guys uh, are probably asking all these questions, and they're, like, trying to find the answers that haven't been made yet. Like, yeah, you know, and you, so. you deal with a lot of just lawyers that are looking at the bill itself, and then oh. they're interpreting it for what they think it should be. And then, I mean, they're the law <laughs> at that point, and be like, well, yeah. I interpret it different. Well, it doesn't really matter after. Yeah, if we're law. checking just straight-up wording, you know, it sounds like this to me, but that's what lawyers do. Yeah. You know, so yeah. if they say, they went to school for something. You know, right. I think, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know it. It happened, and we're here, and we're moving forward, and we actually uh, have our sights set on maybe a wet county starting next year. So that is so crazy, dude. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was talking to uh, Rachel up there, and she was talking about, uh, so I guess she's never really done, like, full service industry, but uh, she was talking about, like, just ready, like, getting ready to, like, make mixed drinks and stuff like that, and, like, that's something that would come with that, right? Yeah, yeah, and so the, the sky would be the limits for that once, you know, that goes on the ballot in November and we'll vote on it and I don't know everything that occurs once that passes I'm assuming it will yeah. um, but then you know we got a re-permit and so depending right. on what kind of permit we get um, as opposed to maybe being just a brewery or having mixed drinks you know it, but it's definitely a possibility yeah. um, but it's, it's just going to be different for us like we, we can't advertise we're a brewery we can't have it on our sign that we're a brewery oh, you know right. yeah, yeah. We, we can exist we can't tell anybody that we exist right <laughs> like you were saying like with the patio you can't have people see alcohol from right. The street, right yeah i had to spend all kinds of money just on my front windows because that 50 foot span oh, yeah. uh people walking by on the sidewalk you know they could look in and see a glass of beer heaven forbid uh I know, right? there's like yeah. a small paragraph that has seven sentences in it and it just basically states that you can't advertise uh and that is one of those interpretation things that said well Somebody walking by on the street, seeing a beer in your building, that counts as advertising. So you got to cover up your windows. And so I spent a lot of money on frost and stuff stuck on my windows. Those windows are awesome, by the way. Yeah, they look good, but <laughs> I still would like to be able to look out and see the sunset. You yeah, know? definitely, dude. Yeah. And one thing, whenever I first saw those, I assumed it was because, like, if you're in here drinking, and obviously we know the cops around here, like, I feel like they would be rolling by to see who's in there to check them whenever they go to leave and stuff. Yeah, no, it, it just is, honestly, those windows have two sides to them on the front where you see all the mountain range. That's like what's called a perf. And so it's about a 75%, uh, this isn't the right word, but invisibility. Like you can't see through it oh, right. uh, from the outside. Mm-hmm. On the inside, though, you can see through it. Yeah. But at the at, when it's dark outside, and it's backlit on the inside. You can see from the outside. And so oh, we did wow. that first, and they didn't like it. So we had to come back and frost the inside. Oh, uh, wow. But actually, you know, local police uh, and, you know, some of our officials, they've been, they've been really helpful yeah. uh, with us. And, uh, you know, they, they want to maintain order, but they also respect what we're doing and know that we're going to run Trying a to do it the right yeah, way. Yeah, we're going to run a business and that's going to stay in business. And so we're not going to do things stupid or we're definitely not going to overserve to the best of our ability. Yeah, for uh, sure. So, yeah. you know, everybody as long works as hard. being responsible, man. I think that's all they can really ask. Yeah, I mean, and that's been brought up at different city council meetings is all this, and it's always brought back up, like the chief of police will be there, and they'll turn to him and be like, well, has there been any increase in, you know, people crime drinking and driving or, or crime? And they're like, no, like we've not had a problem with it. There's never been – there's not been any issues. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's, it's just always great to hear that. Yeah. Did you ever have, like – just somebody in the crowd there that's just like super about the like dry county that's just like no we can't have this oh the bible says it or whatever they say like (laughs) had you been in uh the first couple city council meetings (laughs) oh because it all it all think maybe there wasn't too much pushback when we were trying to get our permit because we it flew more or less under the radar right on. um but one at least one of those when we were trying to get our permit uh you know i got a heads up they're like hey derek just so you know they're organizing the people that are against this and so you might want to make a few phone calls what and they, like, get some like, supporters there and shit? well everything you know short of that like it was you know your city council meetings maybe not including the people that are up there in the chairs making the decisions. There might be 10 people in the room. Oh, but really? that night, 
There's about 50. Like, every chair was full. It was standing room only in that room. And then there was, like, another 10 or 15 people standing outside that room that couldn't get in. Just because they were there to... They didn't even know what they were against, apart from being against alcohol. They didn't know exactly who I was, what I was doing. They'd never been in my building. They didn't understand just the kind of the thought and theory behind it. And so, you know, they're they're there. And it became pretty obvious to all the city council members of, you know, the, these guys are just anti-alcohol. It's a blind hate. And, you know, I try to explain, like, listen, we, we offer this, 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 and this. And you know what complements that? Like, awesome beer and wine. And we want to add that to our menu. Our business isn't beer and wine. Mm-hmm. It's just part of what we do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ultimately it worked out. And so, but there's definitely been those people there that's like, man, I worked in prisons and I talked to all the guys oh and they attribute gosh. the crimes and everything they did to, to alcohol and all those problems. And uh, another guy would get up and be like, I was an alcoholic, yada, yada, yada. And we just be like, hey, man, you were an alcoholic in a dry county. Yeah, like, like you had to work for it. Yeah, bro. like uh, I don't, I don't know if these things, you know, are going to change just because it's uh, there's a brewery on Mina Street. Um, That's right. If anything, yeah. but I think the way we've done business here has kind of really shown people like, okay, this can be done in a professional manner mm-hmm. uh, that's respectable and enjoyable. And you know what? If I don't want to be a part of it, then they don't have to be. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything about this, like the way that you've gone about it, I think it is very respectable. Yeah. Like everything is like really nice and clean cut you've done everything to be by the book that you can and like it this wasn't even your first thought i don't think no no it wasn't i just you know uh i got in i didn't man i had my first beer when i was 24 or 25 years old really Uh, yeah i grew up pretty traditional southern baptist and i was a pretty easy to convince that you know alcohol's bad i was like okay well i don't really care (laughs) for it anyways and so i had my first drink when i was in my early 20s and it was craft beer and i was like man this is really cool that's Uh, you're so lucky dude yeah oh my gosh it was yeah it was it was a pale ale from a little little brewery just outside of the south gate of yosemite called Southgate brewery bro and it was just the most excellent like experience that you could have getting introduced to craft beer uh just out in the mountains Dude, with I'm some so friends, happy for you right a now. big juicy hamburger uh and i'd gone to that restaurant like a few times <laughs> and you know my friends i worked uh for a non-profit out there just kind of like guiding backpacking rock climbing trips and it was mm-hmm. super cool and when they would go in and they get a beer and i was like yeah, that's cool whatever and then yeah. one night i was like i had observed those guys like partake in alcohol and not have any issues yeah i was like you know what i didn't even tell anybody it's just we were on our way there i was like i'm gonna have a beer tonight and i nice. walk up to the counter order beer order my burger and i sit down with the beer and they're like what you're yes. having a beer i'm like oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, right yeah. <laughs> and so it, it was cool and i and i liked it and kind of fell in love with craft beer and mm. it, so you know i had always been having it since then and then 2019 when that bill was passed i was like man i'd really compliment what we do here yeah nice uh and so it's just it's just been a ride since then that's so wild dude that's like the most perfect like beautiful like beer story right there yeah that makes me so happy for you dude (laughs) yeah yeah it's i i can remember uh you know having had you know, about, about four experiences going to that brewery and you know, coming home for Christmas and still, like, feeling, like, some guilt about it, being in the airport, Googling, like, what's an IPA? 
Okay, oh, yeah. what is what is that? What's an India Pella? What is, what does that stand for? What huh. makes it this? And like <laughs> like feeling bad that doing like, the research. Like I'm in the airport, like looking at my shoulder. Like Thank God, my parents gonna see me like, googling oh, no. what's a what's a pillow? Like you know, oh, no. <laughs> so it, guilty. No, but we've grown uh, myself and my family a, a lot since then. So yeah. it, it's a real healthy thing now. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And these these districts that you brought up, they they've been super cool, and I think healthy for our community because there's just not a lot that happens here for folks except for the you know maybe the fireworks show Fourth of July and then Lum and yeah. Abner and Broad Run, you know. So those are fun things, but you know we've been able to offer a, a thing where on the street there's live music and there's tables and there's food vendors. And so, you know, we'll have anywhere between 400 to 700 people out on the street or, yeah. you know. And oh, my that, God, that sounds so you know, awesome, just, dude. You know, and kids running around, people laughing, yeah. having a good time, the community coming together, seeing people they haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Um, you, you can just really tell the, the community's hungry for that kind of stuff because yeah. when we do have those, which, you know, at, at most there's six a year at this point, which this is our second year oh, nice. of it. Uh, they show up, and it's it's been really cool. Um, and last year, the Washtals held a few, and this year, the Chamber of Commerce has put on a handful. Oh, wow. Um, October 1st, coming up next weekend, there's Jeep Jam, so it's like the Jeep version of Rod Run. That so one's going to be so cool. It's going to be it's gonna be <laughs> excellent. I, I'm pretty stoked about it. We always get, like, a little stressed out about entertainment districts <laughs> because just like, oh, of course. they're, like, so much. I think your first one was nuts, uh, wasn't it? The first yeah. three were nuts, and we, <laughs> we did the first two or three as two-day districts, and Ooh. I don't know what we were thinking. Yeah. Like, we would do Friday, we're Saturday. everything on the first day. Oh, gosh. And, man, <laughs> after that first district was over, I was sick, sick, yeah. just because – just exhaustion and heat and stress uh leading up to it i was like out for about a week after it just because it was it was rough yeah uh but everybody had a lot of fun um and i'll always remember because Trayvon and i at the the end of the last night i was pretty sick uh and we still had some district hours left to where beer could be on the street and it's just he and i and we sat there on stage and looked at where there were hundreds of people yeah. and just had a beer. And I'm like, man, this is a good memory. Yes, dude, that's <laughs> And awesome. I was, like, choking that beer down because my throat was sore. Oh, and no. <laughs> I was just sick. But I was like, I'm going to drink a beer on the street. I'm going to enjoy this yeah. while I can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did you think there were going to be more when you did that one? Yeah, yeah. We're just like, I hope, you know, it gets better. But, I mean, these were – nobody's had ever done that. Yeah. Even ourselves, anybody that worked for us. So we didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of our staff, they're like, what do we do? I'm like, I don't know. Like, here's here's a set of, like, theories we have, and here's how we're going to try to, like, get food to people yeah. and figure out where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those that first year we learned a lot, and now most of my staff knows what's going on. That's what's uh, and so it's, it's still a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, like, a few hours where I get to kind of, like, stand there and just kind of observe and and oh, nice. partake in it and so and i'm really appreciative of that because I, I turn it over my shoulder and i look and you know the rest of the staff's running around working and i'm like yeah i, I appreciate that I, well I get because to here and from the it. very beginning you've been so hands-on with this business oh yeah i mean the the first 10 months uh you know 90 percent of serving coffee and everything that's going on was with me behind the counter yeah uh and it, it took you know i had a little bit of help and then you know few months after that maybe hired our first person and started oh, slowly wow. growing the team and um but i mean I, I mean that's just what i always heard it took mm-hmm. to, to run a business or i knew nothing about restaurants or any of this stuff I, i'm a sports and recreational ministry major yeah uh, oh, well, and yeah. so just loved coffee and i always 
use the illustration of I just feel like I'm surfing a giant well it started out kind of small wave (laughs) and that wave just continuously gets bigger and i just gotta like learn to ride that thing uh to this day Mm -hmm. uh it 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 took another swell uh just this week so (laughs) oh wow okay yeah dude yeah Yeah. so you got bit by this thing man and now you're just trying to ride it out yeah absolutely all right dope so i think we should go ahead and take a break i'm gonna go use the restroom and stuff and then uh we'll hop back on here in just a second we'll take it back a little bit absolutely Sounds good. Nice. All right, bye, guys. All right, what's up, everybody? Austin here. So I'm not sure if you guys follow my social media, mainly my Instagram, but if you do, you might have seen some recent posts with me doing some climbing. Turns out there's an indoor rock climbing place near where I live, and me and the lady Kristen have started going every week, uh, mainly on Wednesdays. So we've just been doing it for fun, but it's also it's pretty challenging and you get like the aesthetics of exercising these muscle groups that you just don't usually hit in the gym. Plus, you meet some really cool people who climb in the process. So through climbing, I came across this awesome company called Dino. Dude, they have this one product, Beta, and I love the idea. It contains a two-in-one thermogenic nootropic with a boost of clean energy using 10 simple all-natural ingredients. Now, if you're not familiar, Nootropics are supplements that boost your creativity, promote mental clarity, and give you intense focus. So I'll tell you right now, it takes a lot of energy and creativity to reach the top of those climbs, man. So one thing I like about this concept is it's not just for climbers. I honestly can't see why Dino's Beta wouldn't be perfect for any activity or adventure. Another thing that's cool is they're going to ship straight from their door to yours, meaning no annoying retail shop markup. And if you use the code OSTEN, that's O-S-T-E-N, at checkout, you can take another 15% off. So go check these guys out. They're the Dino Climbing Company on Instagram or thedinocompany.com. Now, back to the pod. All right, and we're back. Took a little break. I grabbed another beer, and I used the bathroom real quick and stuff. Stuff off the pod I don't want you guys to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I did want to say before we went any further, just I love, I'm so happy for you because you just seem so happy, like kind of in general, but I think like with the business and everything, like a lot of like, I, I, I bet whenever it first started, there was a lot of stress and everything, you know, but like, it's just, I feel like it's something that has added to your life. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, you know, I think everybody going through life, uh, especially in their early 20s and such or you're trying to think, man, what am I? What do I want to do with my life? What, what's going to make me happy? And I mean, that was really important to me is to figure out. And I, I don't want to just wake up every morning and, and hate what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is certainly not the easiest thing to do, yeah. but you know, I, I chose it and mm-hmm. I, I kind of create it. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, right now, or there's seasons that that can be tough. Yeah. Um, and there's uncharted waters that you venture into. Um, well, especially you, you with all these new things yeah, and, like, and all these laws changing and everything. Yeah. And so some of that stuff's not intentional, but again, I, like, I, I chose it and, you know, I'm going to kind of figure it out and I can kind of see like, all right, here like a year or two, um, you know, this is going to be a little bit more chill, more easy. We're going to get some stuff figured out. And, yeah. and so, you know, yeah, during, throughout the day and different seasons, while those are tough, uh, there's always like I'm I'm probably over overly optimistic a, yeah. a lot of times. <laughs> I take I take a few more risks than some people would, but yeah. I think that's really kind of gets you to where you want to be. Absolutely, man, you got to. Yeah, you got to roll the dice sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I just somebody who probably takes movies way too serious, but I mean, mm-hmm. you see it over and over again when you're watching different 
films and stuff. And uh-huh. if I watch like an inspiring movie, I'm like, oh crap, like <laughs> man, because uh, like one of my you stupid... watch Rocky, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yes, dude, yeah. I, I watched a movie recently. I can't even think of the actor. What the name of it was, but mm-hmm. it was just a sports related movie of a guy going after his dreams. And like, so my my hobby's golf, and so I'm like, God. Man, I got to get out there and hit the golf course because I'm definitely going to go play on the tour in five years. You know, yes, and that's dude, that's yeah. me. And then I then I go out there and play a round of golf, and I get humbled real quick. I'm like, that's probably not going to happen. Probably but not going to happen. But I'll do what I can do. I'll do what I can do. I'll, I'll reach, you know, and maybe maybe I can be one of the better golfers around me now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby right. steps. Get Absolutely. real good around here, and then by the time you know, I mean, those guys are usually like 40 anyway. So you got yeah, time. yeah. I'm I'm just 32, so I got a yeah. few years to kind of get there. I guess. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> But yeah, no I, happiness. It's 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 important. I don't know why anybody would try to go through life and not seek out what's going to keep yeah. them happy. Well, that's one thing you were talking about. It's like you're constantly looking like to the horizon of like where things are going, not getting stuck in kind of the day to day. Yeah, of like things are tough whenever you just kind of sit and dwell in them. But if you have something on the horizon to look forward to, yeah, yeah and I, I think that's kind of really is what helps me and and the wash dolls out is because I. I I will kind of get settled, and if I do, I, I get unhappy. Like yeah. I, I need, I need a project to be working on, uh-huh. um, and so we, we've got a few projects, like I said, unfolding over the next several years, and so, um, and it takes a lot of time. And I think through all this, the biggest thing I've ever learned is just patience and developing that because yeah. um, it, it just takes time, mm-hmm. so much time. Something for stuff. you need to teach Traven for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have yeah. these ideas and knowing when they're going to have them, like knowing that you can't just pull them to you, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, we got a cool brew team right now, myself, Traven, and, and Tim Mosley. He's like a, oh, probably I would put that guy up against anybody uh, as far as like water treatment goes. Uh, oh, wow, he yeah. just is an expert on that. And so, uh, Tim's really grounded, and you know he he knows what reality is, and and I have like my dreams of what I want it to be, and then you got Traven, who I mean, uh, constantly <laughs> he's just got the energy, bro. He does. He has energy. <laughs> he's got the cool ideas, and but you know, grounded necessarily isn't necessarily a word that would get a uh, uh, around for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the three of us, we, we make a we make a good team because we need all that, and we mm. we're able to put up with each other and. Uh, so it, it it's a cool combination uh, to bring it all together. That's so cool, dude. And like, so I do want to address this at some point because, like, whenever I did the podcast with Traven, I kept talking about him being part of like the ownership yeah. team, which I know he's is he part of like the management team or is he like yeah he's the, like our he's our master brewer and yeah. and that that's that's part of Traven that him and a lot of people here uh, they speak a lot of times like in terms of. This is what we're doing because, like, people take ownership in it, and I, yeah. I'm, I love that. Uh, but yeah, he, he's yeah. like our master brewer. He's over our brewery and and kind of oversees the the runnings of that and works with me on okay, what beers we're gonna brew next, what we're doing on that. But as far as like creating recipes and and making sure all that goes according to plan, I mean that that's you know he takes input from Tim and Trave or Tim and I, but ultimately like Traven's kind of like putting all those things together, all the all the ingredients in that mash tun. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, dude, like, the whole brewing and, like, so how, like, how hands-on are you with the brewing side of it? Because you were saying you were there, like, first day with it, right? Yeah, and so I try to make it out there um, 
once or twice a week as much as possible to, to get in on the brewing. And so, you know, Tim has his day off during the week. And so if, if a brew day happens on a Wednesday, I'll, I'll go out there and, and work with Traven on that. Or if we need to get some kegs out of a ferment or go out there and do some kegging. And so as much as possible, uh, you know, obviously to help out, but just also <laughs> to understand the brewing process and be able to talk yeah. about it. And uh, because while I do have my job duties, part of that is also going out, talking to people in restaurants and distributors and being able to say, man, here's what this beer is. This is, this is what you can expect out of it. And here's yeah. what you should be excited about. And this is what here's we the did. story behind the exact, it. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't put near the, the hours that Tim and, and Traven do at that brewery, but I love going out there. It's definitely a change of scenery and, definitely. um, you know, nice and quiet over there. Yeah. Well. I mean, other than the machinery. Yeah, course, and, but. you know, and Traven's nice. He's like, here, you want to you throw the hops into the bowl? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to yeah, brew some beer. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, they're they're good, and uh, it's just, it's a fun fun ordeal. I, I like to try to have my hands in a little yeah. bit of everything. I'm gonna I be need on- to see that place again, dude, because I saw it whenever they were starting to put in, like, some of the vats, I guess, and, like, uh, it's it's like a whole little warehouse that you oh, guys it's, got. Oh, and it's there. gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, dude. just like anything we try to do, it's... It's beautiful. We wanted it to be a showroom for yeah. our beer. Um, nice. You know, I always had that concept of, you know, I grew up on a ranch, and so, you know, you can take a horse, and you can brush it up and slick it down all you want, but if it's sitting in a crummy barn, then that horse ain't worth much, but yeah. you can take a pretty crappy horse and put it in a, a swanky barn. Uh, <laughs> then it looks a lot better. That thing's automatically <laughs> worth another 50%. There you, know? you go. Nice. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we, we want our brewery. It, it looks nice. We're proud of it, and it's it's got room to grow, so we're, yeah. we're pretty stoked about it. Yeah, and that's another idea of, like, putting a lot of work into kind of the back end and, like, making sure the things that are coming out are up to snuff. But if the back end looks – like, if you walk into – like, there's a lot of places that are, like, known for their food, but, like, the place is gross. Right. You know, like, you would have to hear from somebody that it's good or you would never go into that place. But, like, to have a place like this and, like, then the food is great and, like, you could come to a place like this and it could be mediocre food and people would still come here. Yeah. Or a mediocre beer, <laughs> anything. Like, people would still come here because it's just – beautiful yeah and i I think that's what uh you know a couple of the current generations kind of look at as an experience you know and so you've got to have it all um and we just recently did our redid our front doors like just a month or two oh my god those are dope dude and i mean that's part (laughs) of it like you're walking down the street and if it's just like a a retail store like Mm -hmm. what's in there especially with our frosted glass yeah but now we got some just swanky doors it looks like you're walking into like some really cool like mountain lodge or something like yeah. I, I and that, that's just an example it. of me like googling like big wooden restaurant doors <laughs> and like just scrolling through images and be like boom that's, that's what i want and print it off like i want these and i didn't print it off i just sent a link yeah. uh via text message to my contractor like can you do this He's like, yeah you bet it goes back to having that good contract yeah and it turns out great and yeah. so uh, you know, every bit of that experience, walking through the doors, being greeted as soon as possible and having a good experience, you know, like you're saying, I mean, if somebody comes in and they, they like who they talk to and they the menu look nice and they're comfortable, yeah. that pizza, yeah, it could be a little bit not what it should be, yeah. but they're likely going to forget about that just because their overall experience yeah. was But then killer. you guys go ahead and just smash the pizza out of the park, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude. So one thing I've been noticing, like, as I'm getting older, I'm getting, like, slowly more, like, lactose intolerant, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. It sucks, man. Like, I made, like, I think it was, like, a year ago, I made this, like, Alfredo, and I'd never made Alfredo before. Absolutely destroyed my stomach. And I was like, okay, this might be something to, like, look into. And then every once in a while, I'll eat, like, too much queso at dinner, and then we'll have, like, pizza or something. Right. And, like, 
So I came in last night and like, dude, absolutely 100% worth it. Worth it. Every time this pizza slaps. But like, it sucks because like I'm getting like gastro problems because I'm just I'm just man. getting old, man. Yeah. I'm not even that old, dude. It sucks. Man. Yeah. <laughs> man, but yeah, I mean, it definitely. You know, this place. Everybody asked me. They're like, you know, how. We're glad you're here. We we love it. You know why? How? And it's like, I mean, it's just actually goes down to like selfishness. I, I love pizza, yeah. love beer, love coffee, and so yeah. that's something I want in this community. And I just put it under one roof. And yeah, nobody <laughs> was nobody was pulling on it. So yeah, yeah you basically so, got the monopoly on all three of those things right now. Yeah, dude. yeah, and so it's it's a cool place to get to to work out of each day for sure. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So I do want to go ahead and take a step back now, and I want to talk about you, Mr. Derek. So business aside for now, for the most part, and let's okay. just talk about, I want to talk about, like, how, like, what led you to do this? Like, all these little detours of, like, so you were, are you, you were born in Mina? Um, well, technically, Tallahanna, it's our way. Oh, right. Uh, because my mother's side of the family is Choctaw, uh-huh. and so Tallahanna's Choctaw Hospital, and that means free babies for card-carrying Choctaw. Yes, yeah. So you're uh, an Okie now. Huh? You're an Oklahoman. Yeah, Is yeah, technically. I mean, yeah. well, uh, my parents lived in Mina, but mm-hmm. when it came time to have a baby, uh, we took the hour trip over to Tallahanna. My sister, she was born in Mina, but mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a Choctaw baby. There uh, you go, dude. And, yeah, I actually, my wife and I, we're due October 11th, mm-hmm. and so we're going to be having that child over at the Choctaw Hospital. Hey. So wait, what percentage are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm like one in 275th or something. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. You look at Anna saw my card one day. She's like, "You're not Choctaw. Like I'm just as much Choctaw as you." I was like, "Well, I got a yeah. card to prove it, and you don't." There so, you go, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's in your lineage. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like a couple great grandparents ago that were heavily Choctaw, and you can yeah. see it uh, from my my grandparents definitely a little bit. You kind of see it a little bit in you. Yeah, I got yeah. some complexion from it, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, maybe some other factors, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely a good thing to have on my side. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely grew up in Mina uh-huh. all my life. Uh, went to school in Mina most of my life. Two years I went out there at Akron. Yeah, I was uh, wondering about that. Yeah, yep. yep. Uh, just one of those things where, uh, man, I don't, I don't like this school, and the boys were mean in the locker it's room. A weird, yeah, it's a weird situation, place, and so yeah. I went out there for a couple of years, and that's when I got like heavy into showing livestock and stuff because the agar yeah. teacher, and that was really cool. They have a huge uh, FFA program. Yeah, there, and yeah. and I loved it. And really, the only reason I went back to Mina for my last couple of years of high school is because that agar teacher was leaving. And oh, uh, at that point, I was just full on showing cattle, and mm-hmm. uh, it was my ambitions to to win the state fair and some national shows i'm like i gotta go to a school that's kind of a good established livestock team you know and so i went back to mina for the ffa program uh who was the teacher then was that mr i was great frazier at at akron at that point and then collins and may uh yeah mr may yeah okay Yeah. yeah we're at the high school in mina right on dude yeah yeah and so that that was you know the the early years is in most of my life been here in Mina. Yeah. Uh, until I went to went to school, mm. college. So uh, you said you were raised um, Baptist, did you say? Yeah, or? Southern Baptist. Uh-huh. Yes. So you grew up like you started going like super early. I'd oh yeah, for, like a, as a kid, just all my life. Uh, I remember going to Sunday school and going mm. to church and 
picking up the hymnals and getting flicked in the ear when you fall asleep during a sermon, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was my childhood. Not even I, your parent. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I, I didn't hate it by any means, uh, but that, that's what's, that was life as I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's something to be said about, like, the ceremony and everything of it, you know. Like, whether you believe in everything, you know, like, I'm, I'm kind of leaning more against, like, some of the the factual parts of it but yeah. obviously the teachings and like the ideals are there yeah like, like the the morals and the you know tradition in some senses is is good and i think it it really kind of helped me establish a good moral ethical kind of background and uh you know that even from a young age i realized like yeah like me as a human other people as a as humans there there's some faults yeah and they're not around a little bit and you know ultimately we need to be good to each other and you know bought into a lot of that and and spent a lot of my life uh even even now uh trying to move towards those things but i've definitely kind of like grown uh in my own faith and in a different way than you know probably the southern baptist convention would say to do it mm-hmm. um but i think that's part of like growing up and kind of getting into adulthood is like yeah, figuring that thing. out yeah. and uh you know i think in the bible a lot of jesus teachings are like awesome and excellent yeah. uh, but uh, do I look at the Bible now the same way I did back when I was in college whenever and, they were telling yeah, you quite, and you're like this is this is exactly yeah. what's right yeah, yeah. I, I look at it a little different but uh, I think there's definitely still like a lot of good things to take away mm-hmm. and a lot of good practice to live your life by yeah uh, but absolute truth you know that's that's, that's a, a hard tougher. one to <laughs> especially because I mean this is a totally different society and things that we're living in you know? oh yeah yeah absolutely like trying to adapt these teachings to the society that we live in is it's a weird one. Oh yeah yeah for sure i mean not to go ultra spiritual in a in a beer podcast and <laughs> uh but Detours, bro. Uh, i mean it, it's it's yeah it's it's just part of part of life and just in the last five years i've just changed and grown tremendously i think i've probably seen the most growth and change in my life yeah. in the last five years uh than the rest of it yeah you know because when i was 18 uh, I was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm called a ministry, and I want to be very missional in my life, and I yeah. want to go overseas, all these different countries, and I want to tell these people about Jesus, and I want to make their life as good as mine. You know, yeah. you know, every kind of eighteen, well, some eighteen-year-old's thoughts process, mm. and so that's why it's I, an eighteen-year-old in that situation. That sounds like the exact. Yeah. <laughs> like and so that's what that, I, I went to Washington Baptist University, you know, and kind of oh, started nice going down that that path. And is that in uh, Cersei? Arkadelphia. Oh right, okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over there, across the street from Henderson, yeah. Uh, and I had a great experience there, uh, mm-hmm. and loved it, and didn't really ever like specialize in anything until I was a couple of years in. And yeah. uh, outdoors, backpacking, rock climbing, all that's been huge for me. And so at that point, in my life was like, I want to be outdoors, mm-hmm. and I want to be telling people about Jesus. Yeah. And so I ended up double majoring in sports and recreation mm-hmm. and ministry. And then by my senior year, they actually finalized one degree plan that was sports recreational ministry. Whoa, and so dope. I was like the first to graduate with that <laughs> degree. Oh, that's cool, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was cool. And I love every bit of my experience while I was there. And uh, then right out of college, got offered a job in California uh, working for that backpacking and rock climbing Whoa. nonprofit. And it was Christian based, and it was really cool. Like, we got to go out in the woods and backpack for a couple of weeks and yeah. be like man look at this creation isn't that awesome and just kind of like you know really more so focused on spiritual formation and just people kind of like growing up and learning about themselves yeah uh, more than anything well uh, i mean because at that point you're still 
kind of growing and learning and yeah. things. So. And it was really cool to like observe people uh, after a week in the wilderness without sometimes not even touching their trail, uh, just kind of oh, wow. like bushwhacking, getting your water from an <laughs> alpine lake. Uh, nice. Their eyes start to open up like, man, this world is so much bigger than yeah. me. It's Nature so is bigger metal, than my dude. Life. <laughs> um, and then they start asking questions, and it's, you know, it's like, I don't have all the answers, but let's figure out, like, what's going on in your life and what you can take away from this experience to kind of, like, better yourself and the people around you. And uh, it was just a super cool experience. Dude, that sounds... Wow, that sounds like so much better than church, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly where I wanted to be. I, I wanted, I didn't want to be inside walls, uh, you know, staring at a pulpit. I, I wanted to be out experiencing life and doing it with other people. Yeah, uh, and just kind of see the the realization that people, you can just see it on their face sometimes. Because there's a, sometimes in those expeditions where we would send people out and be like, "All right, here's your your forty foot area, and you're going to spend two days here alone." Oh, wow. And we're going to bring you water, and we're going to bring you some food. But apart from that, you just have your journal, your sleeping bag, and your pillow, and reflect. What? And yeah. Yeah, they're called solos. And, uh, that is awesome, Yeah, dude. and so, and no, I mean, I think that's something that people need to practice. Have you, a, did you do any of those? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I had to if I was going to be leading a course or co-leading a course that, you know, that we were practicing. So you those. found yourself a little bit, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, because that's when I was just out of college. Um, so 2014 would have been about 24 years old, you know, yeah. so that's also when I'm discovering craft beer, you know, and thinking that that's all right. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, during that time, I, I definitely kind of like to learn stuff about myself and life and but even before then, uh, some eye-opening things. You know, back in the church, I, I spent a summer, went to Malawi, Africa, and just spent a summer working with an orphanage there. Myself, oh, wow. another college student, and a lady. Um, and uh, this orphanage, this church had been trying to uh, kind of get up off the ground, had been shut down by the government just due to water issues and this and that. So right. it's kind of our job that summer to try to get it back to where it could accept orphans in. And so wow. just kind of like living there and witnessing different things. We we had like an orphan pass away from AIDS while we were there. And so oh, like wow. experience. Like, little kid? Yeah, like little kid like showing up and being around this kid and playing soccer with them and then like a month in you know like that happens and so then you witness the the funeral you know and you're oh my god you're transporting their body in the the toyota land cruiser that you have there oh, and yeah. you're like in the back seat and there's a there's a tiny coffin yeah there's a tiny coffin oh and man. then like one of the people that worked at the orphanage she was pregnant most time i was there but then this is when the World Cup was going on. Oh, my and gosh. so, like, dude. she was at the hospital needing to, to birth this baby. But the, like, staff and other people didn't We're quite give her the attention. And, yeah. and, like, and, and her child ended up dying before she gave birth. Like, it, so, like, yeah. I got the, just being there and kind of going through the practices and, and, and seeing, like, a small portion of what life is like i mean like i was just there a summer like, and I had, wild, a, I had a cushy home to live in while i was there and um but just but seeing it and being a part of it um you know and i've got to go to some other mission trips in in haiti and and go to ecuador and uh, done some travels like that and it's just it's all part of that same experience of it's a different experience but the ultimate experience of being outside of yourself and maybe being in the mountains for uh, some time alone and being realizing that okay, there's a lot more to the world than the world that I just experienced around yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And so, even thinking back to those times now, 
it sometimes it seems like a movie like yeah, uh, it and, sounds. But like, I can go yeah. back and look at the picture and be like, "Well, no, that that, that happened." Actually happened. Uh, and so each of those little experiences definitely changes a part of you and how you you go through and experience life. What part of Africa is this? Malawi. Malawi. Yeah, so it's like kind of central. Like, it's called the heart of Africa. So oh, right if you like looking at Africa, you could probably figure out where it's at just off wow. of those. That is crazy, dude. Yeah, just like and so you're coming from Mena, Arkansas. Yeah, that, a little bit of time in California for a second. Did, did you do, like, the Haiti trips and stuff before this one? Yeah, so timeline-wise, graduate high school, spend a, a year at our local college, spend a summer in Africa. Then I went uh, to Washtenaw Baptist and kind of through there, went through, a, you know, two or three trips to Haiti, mm-hmm. and then out to California. And then while I was at California, part of those expeditions, we – took a trip to Ecuador, and so we'd work with some orphanages there and then oh. also do some mountaineering, which is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. So and what is mountaineering exactly? Yeah, so, like, my definition yeah. of it <laughs> right, yeah. is more or less like uh, it normally takes a team, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going up a snow-capped mountain. Uh, and so that involves uh, normally you take a day or two to get to a mountainside hut and so you're backpacking up a mountain. Sometimes you can drive up pretty close to that hut. Yeah. Um, and you're you're staying the night there. And acclimated then, to like yeah, the, getting acclimated to the elevation because it's it's pretty high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like five thousand feet up, probably. Yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> and higher. It 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 gets crazy. But wow. then you're waking up at midnight to start your trek because you gotta you gotta do your hike. Uh, when everything's still nice and cold and frozen because you yeah. want to avoid those avalanche conditions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and yeah. so you start that hike. Because you're tossing these picks in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. so, like, the first hours you're hiking up with your pack and you got all your crampons and ice uh, picks in your backpack, and then you stop and put your crampons on, and you get on your <laughs> rope team, you know. That oh, way wow. if one person falls, the rest of everybody else can catch you. But mm-hmm. part of that also is, like, half a day of, like, learning what to do if someone falls or if you fall. Yeah. Um, and so we did We did a couple of different mountaineering uh, expeditions while I was out there. And, oh, dude. man, it, it is one of those things where you're going up that mountain and you might have three rope teams and then, like, one team bells out because somebody's getting sick or tired. Yeah. And another team bells out or somebody on your rope team needs to bell out. And, like, they tell you, like, hey, listen, if somebody on your team just turned back, you don't – there's not a conversation. You just do it because you don't want to be responsible for what happens after that. Oh, yeah. And so, like if they go back by themselves? Yeah, yeah. or if you say, no, let, let's keep going, what's going on, you know, and then yeah. you get up there and then they pass out because they're sick or because of the altitude. and then Because it's just you so, could very easily die on these. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're tough deals. And so mm. one of the biggest ones we did, like I transferred to a different rope team. We're the last ones out there. Oh, wow. And it, it's getting tough. It's just me, another student, and uh, an Ecuadorian guide. And so there's even a language barrier Oh wow, uh, yeah. somewhat. And so we're going up just the three of us, and it's one of those things of just telling yourself one more step because <laughs> it's step, step, and then replace your axe. Yeah. Step, step, replace your axe. Oh and you're God. doing that. You're for, getting like two or three feet yeah, out of every one you're of those. Yeah, you're doing this for hours. Oh and, I mean, gosh. we're probably less than a 1,000 feet from the top. Yeah. Man, and we, we're about to cross, like, just an ice bridge, and it's getting, it's getting real. And, uh-huh. and it was one of those situations, though, like, nobody had summited on our whole trip to Ecuador and we're about to do it. But, yeah. uh, the other dude on our team's like, I don't want to keep going. And I was just like, man, why? Like, we're right there. We're, bro. we're there. And he's like, I just, I just don't want to. And like, so in my mind, I'm just like, oh, 
gosh, I, I go really want to, but I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, I remember what they told me. You, you can't talk. You don't want to be encouraging somebody to do something they don't feel like they can do. So, yeah. like, we had to turn back and wow. go back. I did get to lead us off the mountain, which was crazy because it's like one of those when you look down. It looks like if I fell, I would just keep rolling. <laughs> you're not catching anything. It was insane. So, like, you're going down. You're just, like, planting your heels first all the way down. Oh, and so, geez, yeah. Um, and morning's, like, coming at this point. And it, it was beautiful, and it was cool. But, you know, honestly, um, I could be talked into doing it again, but it's not something I'm going to seek out. That was tough. It was <laughs> yeah. hard. I don't like cold weather. Like, wow. you don't really feel like eating. Um, I, I was able to eat Snicker bars. That's oh, like nice. the only thing I could force myself to eat, but it took me probably about four years to eat in their Snickers because you got over at, it, dude. Yeah, during yeah. that experience, this, I probably rep- had like, this had represents like, s- like near death. Yeah, and I had like <laughs> six Snickers that day just to put fuel in my body. <laughs> oh, my I was like, gosh, I don't dude. need another Snickers. I needed bar. some sugar and a little bit of protein. <laughs> yeah, like, um, but yeah, that was definitely probably one of the more physical demanding things I've ever had to do in my life. That's was crazy. That How kind high of stuff. Up did you get? You're about a thousand from the top. Yeah, we're so we're. I mean, don't get me lying. We're on Cayenne Bay, mm-hmm. uh, and we're we're getting close. And so, I mean, it, it's over five thousand. But yeah. uh, I mean, I, I I have to go back to some At Google Maps and high, research. Yeah. I mean, somebody's probably going to listen to this podcast and fact check. God <laughs> doesn't know what he's talking about. I hope they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but hey, we were close. They had to so listen to the podcast first. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, but we did a few of those out there, and then again, you know. Uh, did some cool service projects in Ecuador, and and after that, and working with Summit Adventure in California, uh, well, I was in California maybe about a year and a half, and yeah. just kind of living this vagabond lifestyle almost. And mm-hmm. I can hear my dad's voice in the background, <laughs> like, "We need a real job. We need to, to develop some roots and start yeah. a family." I'm like, "You know what? You're right. Like, I I can't marry someone and start a family on on this kind of salary." But I'm also I'm 24 years old. I should have yeah, right. I should done that for another year or two, mm-hmm. but. Moved back to Arkansas uh, and kind of started down a different track of life. And that's kind of when I really started getting into coffee culture yeah. and discovering that. Um, and so after a couple of years back in Arkansas, I uh, decided, all right, cool, I'm going to get into coffee. Yeah. Um, learn how to do this right with the goal of in the future having a coffee shop and a roaster. Nice. Um, and so I was like, well, I need to learn how to do this. What so, year is this? 2000 and the end of 15 or so, or so. yeah getting close to 16 and that's when i picked up and moved to seattle for about a year and a half to learn the coffee industry. oh that's the place to go too yeah Whoa. yeah and that, that was a cool thing and at that point i also moved out there and was working with like a church plant during that so it was it was cool to see like church in the context of you know these different places in arkansas and then seattle because i mean Seattle itself, the Pacific Northwest, it's a different culture for sure. Dude, yeah. Um, I'm walking in and getting a job at a coffee shop, and they're like, you're not from here. They can they can hear the southern accent. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I had to work on it a lot, and um, and still it's, it's there, especially if I get on a phone call with my dad. Um, and people may be hearing right now, like, yeah, he definitely has a southern accent. But <laughs> you haven't heard me talk to my dad on the phone. Uh, Dude, <laughs> I feel like every time I come back here, it, like, really hits. Oh, it, it comes back. You hear it, and if, especially if it's someone you talk to your whole life, like, you just fall right back I in. Mean, talking to olivia it's over with dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and so living out in seattle worked a really great job with a coffee shop with a really cool roaster learned a lot about coffee then Mm -hmm. um until it was time to come back and came back for to arkansas uh and did a couple things and just one thing led to another until we got into leasing the space here and bought a machine uh, to roast coffee on and bought an espresso machine and started rolling 
That's what I'm talking about, yeah, dude. Everything yeah. started with a micro loan. I mean, I went to banks and nobody nobody would, you know, kind of fund this. Like you own a coffee shop in Mino? Yeah, they're like, we, we don't know what this is going to look like. We don't have anything to compare it to. You know, you don't have anything to secure that loan. I'm like, you're right, I don't, but it's going to work. And yeah. I find a macro lender out of Harrison, Arkansas. Uh, and called Forge, so shout out to Forge. They yeah. gave me a forty-five thousand dollar loan, and we got rolling. And Boom, I spent dude. it all by opening day. No <laughs> so doubt. Yeah. From then on, was just like cash flow. I was uh-huh. like, I need to make three hundred dollars a day to keep going. And sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but we made it through. And That's three hundred dollars profit. Just no, like at the end of the day, I'm closing out the drawer, and three hundred dollars came in. Oh, apart wow. from my opening till. <laughs> Whoa, dude, that's <laughs> well, I mean, crazy. I, I'm just, it's myself, you know. Yeah. And so I'm paying for coffee, milk, and cups, and syrup, you know. Not like, paying the salaries. Yeah, the I'm not paying anybody else. And if there's any left over for me to take home, because at that point, uh, I was married to someone else. And so she had like a quote-unquote real job. Yeah. And so we were able to kind of use that and then maybe a little bit from the store mm-hmm. um, to, to keep going. And it just, you know, it worked out. Mina's been good to us. And since then, we've had, you know, like my family's bought into it a little bit more. So now my dad and I are partners on all this. And oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's working out so far. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to take, I'm going to pause this for just a second, just for, you know, time. All right, what's up everybody? Austin here. So, I'm not sure if you guys follow my social media, mainly my Instagram, but if you do, you might have seen some recent posts with me doing some climbing. Turns out, there's an indoor rock climbing place near where I live, and me and the lady Kristen have started going every week, uh, mainly on Wednesdays. So, we've just been doing it for fun, but it's also, it's pretty challenging, and you get like the aesthetics of exercising these muscle groups that you just don't usually hit in the gym. Plus, you meet some really cool people who climb in the process. So, through climbing, I came across this awesome company called Dino. Dude, they have this one product, Beta, and I love the idea. It contains a 2-in-1 thermogenic nootropic with a boost of clean energy using 10 simple all-natural ingredients. Now, if you're not familiar, nootropics are supplements that boost your creativity, promote mental clarity, and give you intense focus. So I'll tell you right now, it takes a lot of energy and creativity to reach the top of those climbs, man. So one thing I like about this concept is it's not just for climbers. I honestly can't see why Dino's Beta wouldn't be perfect for any activity or adventure. Another thing that's cool is they're going to ship straight from their door to yours, meaning no annoying retail shop markup. And if you use the code OSTEN, that's O-S-T-E-N, at checkout, you can take another 15% off. So go check these guys out. They're the Dino Climbing Company on Instagram or thedinocompany.com. Now back to the pod. I'm complimenting him on this uh, uh, Shabin. Shabin, that's right. It's the an Sheben, Irish red ale. What he was saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like Shebin, uh, but uh, I've been told by my marketing team you to call it Shabin because that's the proper way to say it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an Irish red ale. Um, mm. The first and only Irish red ale we've brewed, and nice. it's it's another one that uh, went in distribution, and you'll be able to drink it here. And also in Fort Smith, Arkansas, soon. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, that's dude. Right. Yeah, I'm literally gonna have to come. Are y'all gonna be able to sell growlers at any point? Yeah, uh, maybe this time next year, maybe sooner. I mean, you know, cool. vote goes to the ballot on November. If we get turned into a wet county, then yeah, we can sell growlers out the door yes, and cans and all that good stuff. Once we re-permit, yeah, we're oh, that's gonna be a whole thing. We're quote too. unquote a, a private club microbrewery restaurant, so. 
We'll That's a hell of a title right yeah. there, dude. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, dude. So I think we like we literally like took the break, but we didn't even take a break. <laughs> so we just hopped right back in. But we were talking about so you took your micro loan, the forty five thousand dollars, right? right? And put it all back into the business. Yeah, I mean that money went to literally, you know, twenty grand was to buy our roaster, and you know, twelve grand right there. I mean, that's your espresso machine, and then everything else falls in there. Your your grinders, your cups, grand for an espresso machine. Yeah, I mean those things are no joke. Whoa, dude. Um, Yeah, yeah, especially. I mean, I mean, you can get (laughs) any range of you know. You can spend like three grand. You can spend up, you know, mid twenties or more on one. Um, Those things, they're they're little. crazy machines mm-hmm. uh but yeah went into cups napkins countertops and uh you know and then got a lot of good favors from people and people that worked hard and kind of put in some time and you, you know we just opened up a coffee shop mm. so that was the original plan just yeah that was the original shop. plan we were like all right our, our business plan is we're gonna we're gonna sell coffee and pastries and obviously packaged coffee out the door to customers. Yeah. And then we're gonna have such great coffee that we're gonna get wholesale accounts and we're gonna sell bulk coffee to other coffee shops, mm-hmm. which is an insanely hard thing to do. Yeah. I learned. <laughs> uh, we got lucky in that, like within the first year, you know, somebody reached out uh, to us as far as wholesale went, and they're like, "Hey, we're opening a coffee shop. We're gonna try every coffee roaster in Arkansas." I'm like, yeah. "Cool. I'll send you some samples and." Uh, created a good relationship with this individual and they were you know my first wholesale account meal kick down in magnolia nice uh, and yeah so we i i went and visited their store when it's just a concrete slab yeah uh, and so it's been cool to we've like grown in tandem and they're mm. doing a lot of cool things we're doing a lot of cool things and to this day we still send them coffee on a weekly basis but you know at this point we we have you know three wholesale accounts after four years it's just it's tough it's yeah. tough to get into that game there's so many roasters and oh my god yeah uh, coffee is so good a coffee shop that's already existing uh they've already been with a roaster for you know two five years however long and yeah like why would we change i'm like well the coffee's hey, good yeah our coffee's great and we're really cool people and i'll yeah. you know i'll take care of you because like we we uh provide at at a discount price I, i'm a reseller for the equipment that I have on my bar, so the espresso machine, the grinders, the brewers, anything you see on my bar, like I can sell you cheaper than retail. Oh, nice! Um, and so, like that's something cool that we offer. And then I'm like, I also service all that equipment for people um, free oh. of charge if you're selling our coffee. So we, I, I mean, in my mind, we got like a good sales pitch. But again, coffee, it's it's a hard deal, and I've not sent anybody out just like hoofing it yet to stir up uh, coffee. Hole. It, yeah. Like we've just been busy with everything else, but. Uh, yeah, I mean that was the original plan: sell coffee, sell coffee to other people, and 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 just watch that grow. Yeah. You know, and uh, coffee, it's 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 an interesting, it's it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, so where do you source this coffee from? I know you have a bunch of like, I think you have like a Colombia out there, and like, was there an Ecuador? Oh one? yeah. Um, so Anthem Imports out of Kansas City. Um, we we discovered them back in the original days. I mean, there, there's a lot of different importers. And I mean, this is a this is a family-owned business, and I I start to say small family-owned business, but I mean they're they're not that small. They're small compared to some other people, but yeah. these guys they're super cool. I got a guy, and I just I'm texting back and forth on, hey, here's what I need, here's what I'm looking for, and he knows everything they got, he knows what's coming in, and at this point we developed a good enough relationship to where he knows, okay, you're gonna like this coffee, you're not gonna nice. like this coffee, and so it, it really kind of expedites the whole process but right yeah. now i mean we're carrying 
we have two different Ethiopians. You know, one's like a grade three, one's a grade one. Just fantastic. What are these grades? Yeah, so specialty coffee uh, is typically graded on a scale one to five. Sometimes you'll see it similar to like eggs or milk, like A, double A, B, you know, similar to that. Uh, But one just being, this is the the cream of the crop, the best source coffee that you can get, both... You know, the way that the the farmers handle it, the kind of mm-hmm. ethics that they have, the way they sort that coffee, the way they process that coffee. Right and then ultimately, yeah. like, how good that crop was mm-hmm. and what what actually ends up in your cup. Like, how delicious is that? I mean, yeah. that's one of the biggest factors in the, the grading of coffee. Um, and is so, a lot of this, like, do you do you deal with, like, a fair trade kind of deal? And yeah. I don't know a lot about fair trade, but it's a, it's a big deal. Like, yeah. this is really big into it. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that. these guys... They're they they're not a importer that just kind of like goes in and just grinds up what they can. You know, they're they're a smaller company going in. Their green buyers go in. They have relationships with all these different people, yeah. um, and it's definitely you know really just good relationships, real ethical, and how they're sourcing it. And some of these coffee terms, um, I always tell people it's a matter of opinion on a lot of this stuff, um, but like your your organic labeled coffee on the shelves a lot of times uh probably north yeah. of 80 percent of your coffee is organic a lot of these farms mm-hmm. they they don't have the money to go out and buy pesticides chemicals or, or yeah, whatever to treat right. that coffee it's, it's, it's already <laughs> organic but it costs more money to get uh, that coffee certified as organic you know mm-hmm. so we don't deal with it as much as we used to yeah. uh, but used to we'd be like y'all got any organic coffee and it's like well i mean Technically, yeah, but... Um, I feel like the more that I've looked into organic, and, like, Kristen could probably testify to this, is, like, the more you kind of look into it, like, with certain things, like, it doesn't really mean better. And, like, some of it, it, oh, does, it only not. has to pass, like, one check mark off of, a like, a long list of things that would normally mean organic. Right, yeah, yeah. for sure, because um, we, we currently carry one, uh, and it's, it's from Congo, and... Mm-hmm. Um, when I first bought this coffee, Daniel, my sales rep, he's like, "Hey, yeah, I got a, I got an organic coffee. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's not as good as what you normally buy." Right. Uh, he's like, "But you know, as far as organic coffees go, it's, it's pretty decent." So, the organic label, the label and specialty coffee doesn't mean <laughs> it's going to taste better by any means. Mm-hmm. It just means that somebody took a few more steps to get that certification. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I have higher grade coffee that I would much rather sell you uh, over that, that. Is and probably organic. Yeah, 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 for sure. And <laughs> and I honestly, at this point, I don't know that I have just a huge demand yeah. for certified organic. And I and I hope that's just that maybe people are, are learning a little bit more mm-hmm. about coffee and the coffee industry. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of your specialty shops now, they're everything's like relatively real ethical. You know, you, you got family farms, and so you know, sometimes they'll bring up the point of like. Well, children out there working. I was like, yeah. And when I was a child, I was out there like yeah, was out herding there cattle and, and <laughs> building yeah. fences. It's it's what the family does, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's just part of the trade. And yeah, they're not nope, working it's them not, to death. No, you know? it's not necessarily quote unquote forced labor yeah. and you know, like a a chill child out there in the mill. But I mean. Uh, everybody just kind of like chips in, you know. So I mean, yeah. it's just different cultures. You can't eat until you plow this whole field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, um, but uh, we got a lot of excellent coffees. Uh, we we really do our best to source the best. We got a couple different Ethiopians, a couple different from Nicaragua. We got a sweet coffee from Sumatra right now. Um, a Rwandan just came in. A uh, new Guatemalan coffee, Colombia. So we we usually keep a pretty good range. Uh, in the stockpile. Yeah. And then you also keep, like, all the different kinds of milk. 
Yeah, 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 at least most of them. You know, we got our whole milk half and half and then oat milk and almond milk. Um, you know, we, we don't do the, we don't have soy, we don't have hemp. Yeah, uh, macadamia nut. You know, we <laughs> there's so many. Nuts. There's, there's so, so there's so many milks, and so I mean, we're in Mena, Arkansas, and so we can kind of get away with like, hey, we have oat and almond. I mean, that's most yeah. more than anywhere else. In what Mena. else can you really expect? Uh, yeah. So every now and then, somebody's like, well, why don't you get this in? Be like, well, because you're one of two customers that would buy that milk, and since we opened, yeah. <laughs> so then it's taking up inventory space, and I've you know sent that cap goes bad, out. by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. and so. Are you uh, going to come in every day and have some? Yeah, you're going to drink up all that milk and yeah. buy a case of it also to take there home. There you go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you could be a milk wholesaler for that. That's right. Yeah. That's a little something. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to consider it. I don't know. That's probably a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you were you're so you started with the coffee, just trying to get the best coffee that you could get. You got hooked up with a really good um, distributor. Yeah. You're trying to get down the wholesale track, which... It's kind of, it's something, you know, but yeah. so the coffee shop itself is kind of taken off, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, little by little, it's it's growing, people are coming in, it's all about changing people's routines, making it part of their habits. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've, you've got to create a community, yeah. uh, and so we've, we've done that, and people really appreciated kind of like the vision and purpose behind it, and so there's customers that came in, you know, during that first month that are still coming back in to this day and multiple times a week you know and so it's all about those people that kind of really buy into the idea of it um yeah little by little just kind of growing it um and seeing opportunity and taking it yeah that's wild dude yeah that's one thing like the regular base is like so i've been bartending for the longest time and like people don't understand like if you have a regular like you might come in spend like 10 bucks tips you three bucks but he does that four or five times a week you yep. know that's 20 bucks 20 30 bucks towards like your light bill or anything like that yeah. you can get 10 of those like one of your bills is paid and like it's not like they're doing anything crazy but it's like you need to have like the consistency of like just be nice to these people like that all they want to do is just come in and have a beer yeah they only want to have one or two they're not going to spend a hundred dollars every time they come in they're not going to tip you 20 30 dollars but you know they're going to be there every day and they're yeah. going to hook you up well, absolutely. Even like with with tourists, you know, um, we we've always had a pretty good population of people from out of town coming in. Yeah, definitely. And there's there's people that come out of Dallas, Fort Worth, constantly, and definitely. we are on their list of a place that they always hit up. And I mean, I can think of a handful of customers that I know on a first name basis. And when they come in, I see a difference in the tip pool. Yeah. Like, man, George was here uh, back in July. Yeah, sure. I, I can tell that that the payroll tips were up by a few hundred just because he was here. You know, like, and, yeah. there, and there, you see that. And so, there's a thing about like temporary community when they're they're here, they come in. We know their names, and they're they're excited to be here. We're excited that they're here. Yeah. Um, and it's just neat to see that develop because even Anna and I, we we love going to Savannah, Georgia, and it's just like our favorite. Yeah. place to go visit and there's def- there's a couple bars we go to and mm-hmm. uh, the the bartenders know us we know them and yeah. when we come in they're like hey the campbells you know hey, nice. yeah, yeah. How, how are you doing how's the coffee shop you know and so they, they <laughs> yeah. ask those questions and uh it's just it's really cool to be able to go to somewhere you know like hours away yeah and be able to have like a sense of community when you go there and what so, made you pick uh savannah well it's 
one, that's it's where we went for our honeymoon, uh, see, and my yeah. sister had gone several times. And we, we like culture, we like history, we like good drinks, we like good food. Yeah. Um, and that that whole city there is an entertainment district, so you can just like buy you a cocktail and then like walk down the street and just check out the sites. Dope. And it's it's just gorgeous and beautiful and an endless amount of food uh, to be Fun, had and like, just cool tours and just so much history there. And it's just it's just gorgeous and. It's just really cool because we'll we'll fly out there. We'll catch an Uber to the hotel in the heart of the city, and then we just walk everywhere. We don't have to we don't have to get in a car and drive at any point. Nice. Uh, if we want to take an Uber ride to the beach that's thirty minutes away, then we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's just a place that we we love now. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if I ever have a vacation home, if I can never get to the point before that, <laughs> it'll right, definitely yeah. be in Savannah. I, I love that place. That's so crazy. So many ideas yeah. have come back from there too. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially with like you guys doing the district stuff now, like just seeing it in action, like somewhere that's probably been doing it for quite a while, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just looks a little different because like there, it's it's part of everyday life, and there's no boundaries. Oh right. Uh, right <laughs> so yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, there's rooftop patios and there's uh, seating on the streets, but you know, good, here we have to submit like a map and a proposal and hours that we're going to do it, and then we have to put boundaries up and. And make sure that people stay within the boundaries with their alcohol, you know. So oh, it's wow, a little yeah. bit different, uh, but the general idea and, and the aesthetic of it that you create, I mean, that, that's the that's the key behind it, and that's definitely things that we've learned by getting to go to places like that. Whoa, dude, yeah. So you're kind of taking a little bit of a – like you're taking ideas from different places. Oh, yeah, I mean, so our Savannah trips around. are strictly business. I oh, mean. of course. Yeah, yeah, There's no messing around. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. no, it's one of those things that uh, even – you know, locally we'll go into places. Uh, it's something that Anna, she's learned to live with now, but I'll go into a restaurant and I'll just, I'll just be staring, yes. you know, and I'll be yeah. looking at like how finish work comes together and uh-huh. how tables are set up and where they're spaced. And then I'm watching like how that server interacts with that, pe- those guys and yeah. that one over there. I'm really bad about like, so I, whenever I was like managing for a little bit, I would do like the audits on the servers. Yeah. And, like, I have a certain checklist I do pretty much everywhere I go. I don't do it on purpose. I honestly can't yeah. help it at this point, but, like, you start missing these things on this checklist, and I'm like, and, dude, like, Arlington, bro, like, I mean, nah, fuck you guys, bro. No, I like it there. <laughs> I like living there for the most part, but, dude, service, like, customer service is dead in the big city, bro. Uh, it is awful, man. And, like, that, and I mean, that, that that's, but it's so important because we, we there's, there's this big talk between, I don't know if it's big, but we've heard it plenty, but... Uh, Savannah versus Charleston, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the two cities are similar, but they have kind of a different kind of environment. So people yeah. are like, no, Savannah's better. No, Charleston's better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our last trip, we went to Charleston. Yeah. Um, and there, that's that was our takeaway, uh, was the customer service was not nearly on par with what we experienced in Savannah. And, and so, Savannah's probably the smaller of the two, isn't it? It just kind of depends. I mean, Savannah, in, in my mind, is much more concentrated into one area. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and we we found more things that we enjoyed to do there. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's bigger by any means. But, uh, I mean, Charles, I think it's more spread out. Uh, yeah. And we, we like that aspect of being able to, to walk and, and go really close and walk, you know, at max 20 minutes somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but normally on that 20 minutes, we're able to stop into three places that we want to stop in at. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's super cool. But that was our experience in Charleston. Like, there were some things we took away that we really liked. Uh, but even just like, you know, the, the scenery that was there, but then our, our food experience and our customer service, we were just like constantly found ourselves like, man, 
we could go, you know, to the Wayward and Savannah, or we could go to the Peacock Lounge, and it's just like, you know, we could be having constantly such a good comparing time it. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went All to like a, a hotel pool once, and we were literally listening to that conversation of uh, these three couples that were probably in their mid fifties, and they're like, man. Yeah, Savannah, Georgia, this, back and forth. And, like, yeah, if you go to Savannah first and then Charleston, you'll love Charleston and then vice versa. And we're just, like, listening to this conversation. Whoa. And it's just, like, cracking me up. And they're, like, <laughs> Charleston's so much better. And we're, we're just, just, like. just thinking about this. What's yeah, going on here? And we were just sitting there, like, in the pool, like, listening. And, like, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> we're not going to weigh in, but we definitely have our opinions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just people watch them. Oh, it's my. Apart from, like, looking how our room's put together watching and observing people uh-huh. um, you know I don't really have to have a conversation mm-hmm. uh, my favorite thing would be is just like sit in a group of maybe five people listen to them talk yeah. and then like observe the room at the same time <laughs> yeah <laughs> and every now and then oh, throw tough. in like two cents and then go back to yeah you gotta keep the conversation yeah. going sometimes you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude that's yeah but uh so let's go ahead and drop back to so I wanna know so we're going through the coffee part of it and then so this is 2018 whenever you started right yes and then when does the beer side come around? Because I feel like that was that the next big step, or what would you say is like the next big step after coffee? Yeah, so well, the next big step technically would be the pizza kitchen, right? Yeah, uh, because 2019 is when that bill was passed, an application wasn't available until early 2020, right? But part of that application is you had to have a kitchen. Uh, so we, we can't be a microbrewery with a tap room unless we also have food available. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that's different about our permit is in other restaurants here that have a liquor permit, um, you actually have to order food with your liquor in order to have any kind of mixed drink or oh, beer. Oh, really? But yeah. we're, we're a brewery with a tap room, and so we just have to have it available. And so right. we had to develop a kitchen and have it going. Mm-hmm. And so kind of got into that and trying to figure out how to hire staff and, and figure out like recipes I'm ne- and like, yeah. i've never worked in a commercial kitchen i have no idea what all that's about and so <laughs> uh it's just a constant thing of like i don't know what i'm getting myself into did you have help with this or how did that yeah i mean we we hired like some good people along the way that was able to give like some good input and some yeah. good insight and then food distributors you know they can help out to a certain extent but then you know i'm i'm the one that's in this building every single day i know what it has available and so the amount of remodeling and all this like uh, last year, we had to do a, just a complete gut and remodel of our kitchen just because I had no clue what I was getting into oh, really? when we first put it in there. So we, we had to rip it out and go down to the dirt and then go back in and add, because it's on a pier and beam, and add more support and then put down a solid floor. and then, Oh, because uh, you're putting in, like, more yeah, like, heavy duty. because our, our kitchen was existing, but we weren't going to thrive at least to the point to where, like, hey, this is our goal to get to, and if we get to that point, we're going to beat up shit creek because yeah. this kitchen can't put that out. This floor sucks. We'll like, literally cave a, in, probably. Like, that kitchen would get nearly 100 degrees sometimes Ooh. because, I mean, it doesn't have the HVAC system for a commercial kitchen, you know, oh, so wow, yeah. we had to go in and just hook up a... It has its own isolated air conditioning unit in it now, and it has a hood vent, and it's usually the coldest room in this building. Like, <laughs> yeah, they can go in. You, they can be cranking out like a pizza every minute and go in there, and it's 65 in that kitchen, and yeah. I'll walk in and be like, man, it's cold. Dude, and what I'll, is the secret to you guys getting that pizza out so fast? Sorry, I was man, the mic there. But. Having a good team. Like, yeah. I got an awesome chef that kind of runs that kitchen and knows how to get at this point what to prep and how to have it prepped to keep it fresh but keep it good and uh they just they just know what they're doing back there and it's just you know 
all the ingredients are fresh, but at some like once they get it out there, it's nearly assembly once it gets going. You're just like, yeah. cool, here's the dough, we're throwing it down. But um, some, we still get the question every now and then, you know, people, someone will order a pizza, and they're like, well, we don't want that. And we're like, cool, we can take that off. And they're like, oh, is this not a pre-made pizza? And we're like, no. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> we're rolling the dough, we're tossing the dough, we, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're adding the sauce, and we're putting the ingredients on by hand, like... How, but then I'm like, man, how easy would that be to right. pull out a frozen pizza or a thawed out pizza? Where are they going the that that's a thing, though? Like, that's crazy. That's my question. I was like, are there people that are getting away with this? Because, man, I could run on half Bro, the staff. Bro, you totally could have gotten away with it, dude. But that's what, so, dude, it's so good, though. Yeah. Were you, did you go back there and, like, help put this together? Like, yeah, like in the, in the, the beginning. The chicken bacon ranch. Who's, who did this? Yeah, so it's it's a it's a collection of ideas from people that were here in the beginning of, of that going on. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, and then also, like, going to other restaurants and seeing what they like and, you know, borrowing those ideas and or putting your own kind of spin on them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I can say that the, the red sauce that goes on there, uh, that, that did come from me. Like, that's my that's – my, my spaghetti recipe for oh, the nice. red sauces, you know, the different spices that go in that, because that was important to me. I was like, hey, our sauce needs some flavor. It doesn't just yeah. needs to be tomato paste out of a can. Like, mm. we need to pull that out. Let's season that up. And, uh, and it, I mean, I do take pride in saying, hey, I, I mean, it's probably, like, been altered a little bit, but yeah. the OG Washita red sauce, that, that was kind of like my inspired spaghetti sauce recipe so oh dude that's awesome you got your little stamp on it dude <laughs> yeah yeah i got yeah. my stamp every now and then there's definitely some things that peak up they're like yeah that's that's still here from Derek's idea back you know, three years <laughs> yeah, ago from the original now yeah now and, that you have all your hands and like all these different things yep, dude yeah yeah like, oh shit and so that's we mine. that one's we, mine <laughs> yeah and we so we had to get the kitchen going and then uh the end of 2020 uh is when we legally brewed the first beer uh, and sold it in, in Mena, Arkansas. Nice. Yeah, and we had a big event one the first night that we were selling our beer. Man, it, and it it was there have been some crazy times around all this. Um, but man, I I think there's few things, especially at this point in my life, that I cry about. But like when I got the notification that everything had been approved for us to brew beer like i was standing outside the doors over there and i was just by myself and like just a few tears ran down my face and i went and found traven i went and found anna and i was just like it happened and like there's like still like some tears going down my face because there's been so much stress and submitting paperwork submitting this resubmitting that and then it finally happened and so uh when we did that we auctioned off our first beer uh, oh wow! That to be sold, you know, and it auctioned off for a thousand dollars that night. <laughs> so we, we sold, and it and then we it actually was our stout, which comes in a twelve ounce pour, and so we sold twelve ounces of a dark beer for a thousand bucks that night. Whoa. And so it just shows you our community how much they rally behind us. Yeah. Um, but similar situation like that, uh, our first entertainment district uh, was during that kitchen remodel. Oh and wow! So we had. Shut down our kitchen, like, probably three weeks before that district with the intent of, like, cool, we're going to have everything done and be ready for that district. Never happens. And, <laughs> and we shut it down, we gut it, and we go down to the dirt, yeah. and we come back up with everything, and we didn't get that kitchen. And talk about stress. And this is probably why I was so sick of when I was talking earlier. Right, yeah. Is the stress that whole week because it's supposed to be done, like, three or four days before the district at one point. And it was like, well, we'll get it done the day before. It was the day of the district. What? 
three hours before people, I think it's even less than that, were showing up for the district, which we can't, we can't serve alcohol without a functioning kitchen. So yeah. we haven't been serving alcohol. Oh, wow. And so we have an entertainment district that revolves around people being able to take a beer on the street. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we don't and have if our that kitchen thing's not open. going. Yeah, and so we wrapped up everything in that kitchen like just hours before this district started. Have the people started. been trained in there yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, everybody knew what they were supposed to be doing. So like it, it'd been like a rough month of people like not getting the amount of hours they needed because yeah. you know our kitchen shut down. So like you know I'm scheduling people. I'm like yeah, I'll try to get you some hours, and they're coming in, and literally my kitchen staff is coming in during that month, like ripping up floor and doing like construction manual labor to get their hours in. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then we finally get thrown back together, and you know I plug like one of my pizza ovens in and that outlet doesn't work and so i have to like call my electrician i'm like man hey this you have to be here right this now outlet bro. doesn't work he's like i'm all away man and so they come and we got it up and going and uh but that was that was a crazy day Whoa. for sure and people like are coming you got in me sweating yeah and here, they're pushing this is awesome i was like yeah three hours ago i couldn't make a damn pizza <laughs> like, i was about to cry earlier. i'm like i'm just crazy. happy to be here like <laughs> pizzas are rolling out beers pouring out of the taps we're good to go now yes that's all you can really ask yeah. for dude <laughs> yeah it was nuts and that was the two-day one that you did yeah that was the very first one we did oh my god very dude. first one it was yeah talk about some pressure <laughs> on everyone's part dude that's ballsy though i like it yeah yeah, yeah i mean my chef it. he was even coming in like prepping dough and i still had like construction workers in there put like tying in loose ends finishing stuff up and oh, wow. like i didn't have a pizza oven on he's like i gotta prep dough like we're start, we're gonna start serving soon <laughs> oh, i was no. like all right man you did on that side of the room though yeah yeah because there's, there's manual labor, <laughs> there's going manual on labor over, over there oh man yeah, yeah. but there's wow. it's just it i mean i could tell you plenty of stories just continual like good community support and people backing us in times yeah. of need and uh staff and people coming through right when it needed to happen like it's definitely it's not all Derek Campbell and all this there's a lot of people that are supporting the wash dolls that are making what it is that's so awesome man I feel like it's something that could absolutely like positively change this community dude because I feel like it's been the same way for so long yeah I I hope so because when we started like the tap room and my my sales pitch to the people that didn't like it or the to kind of explain to the city council because city council didn't even know what a microbrewery was yeah right you know yeah. they're asking me what what is a brewery what's a microbrewery yeah. and i'm just like listen like i'm trying to create an atmosphere where people can gather of any type you know and enjoy an experience and it's an opportunity to have and if you would just come in and see this place yeah then you would you would understand that it's not it's a bar it's not a dive like, bar it's dark, not yeah. it's not like little frozen pizzas i mean our pints on the wall are like seven eight and sometimes fourteen dollars sometimes yeah. Like, it's, it's not just some place to come drink. And so I think people have seen that over time of, okay, it's, it's an experience. They're trying to craft something. They're trying to curate something to give you an experience. And that, that's really changed, I think, a lot of people's perspective. People that didn't see eye to eye with me in the beginning, we've been able to have a conversation. And I've been able to explain, like, listen, I'm just trying to operate a business as the law permits me to do it. Yeah. And I know you don't like that, but, you know, it's my request that, you know, respect I'm, what I'm doing. I'm legal. Yeah, yeah, and I'm doing everything that I can to be upright, and, and you don't have to like it. And I don't necessarily have to like what you do, but we live in the same community, so let's figure this out. You and, can respect me. And, and so, like, there's you. a few people that? that were very boisterous in the beginning that had developed a respect or at least an understanding to where we're going to let them be. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, they're not ruining the community. I mean, no, like, last Halloween we had 
you know, hundreds of kids come through for a trick-or-treating experience, you know, because yeah. the, the shitty had shut down trick-or-treating uh, from store to store because of COVID. Oh, right. Yeah. And we're like, well, hey, we're going to put people on the street. We're going to space these vendors out, and, you know, you can bring your kids through, and you can do trick-or-treating. Aww. And so, you know, it was like, in the beginning, it was like, we're about the community. We're about MENA, and I kept saying that. And I think over the last few years, we've proved, like, hey, we're for this community. Um, I've chosen to be in this town. Yeah. I want to see this town thrive. Um, you know, and with the ultimate goal of, like, hoping that one day, like, yeah, maybe that maybe this county can go wet so that we can see that, that revenue, that tax revenue retained by our city. And that can be – it's not going to be the sole purpose that Minas thrives, but yeah. it's one part it's of the equation for yeah, for that's sure. going to help us grow. So why not, why not do one thing that can help us grow that can potentially lead to others? Uh, and, yeah, Minas not going to just become – what it is going to be, but alcohol is not going to be that. The reason, yeah, it's just going to be part of the bigger picture. Yeah, um, we and got honestly, a lot of a step in the right direction. Yeah, we got a lot of things coming here. Mina's got like some awesome mountain bike trails. Yeah. They're getting established on our mountain here. That well, are I mean, be, just with the school and everything that's just kind the of school, popped the, up here lately. Yep, like, the college is growing. They have full time students. I never thought I'd ever see they have that. A soccer team. They got stuff, a soccer team, they? a baseball like, team. They're about to start a livestock judging dorms team over there. There's dorms. Um, and the mountain bike trails we're about to have here, you you won't be able to touch a trail like that until you get into Utah, New Mexico, Colorado. Oh, yeah. I just hit a hike gonna, this morning. I was like, dude, I forgot. Yeah, like, it's going to be a full-on downhill park uh, that you only see in the spring-summer seasons of these ski resorts. But yeah. that's going to be year-round here in Mena, oh, Arkansas, man. man. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be insane. There's so many different aspects, and I think that all the, the different puzzle pieces are kind of falling in. Uh, currently, and we're, over the next three and five years, uh, this is going to be a really cool place to and be. And you're here, you're here with the growth, yeah, yeah, yeah. You it. know, and I mean, it, and it's still not just a landslide for us. I mean, we're fighting every day to to stay in there because I mean, oh, for sure, we're still struggling within a dry county with all the regulations <laughs> and yeah. trying to support a staff and also trying to remodel and grow our business. It's it's tough. I mean, but, it's small town business, you know, yeah. and also like you know every person that works here. Yeah, you know the family. Yeah, and all that like this absolutely. Is, yeah. And so, you know, I have big hopes, but it's definitely going to take a lot of work, and it's still going to take a lot of staff buy-in and community involvement to get the wash towels where it needs to be. Yeah. So, would you say you're you're happy with where it is, but you think there's a lot to come from it too, kind of deal? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mindset that I developed back in my early days of thinking that I might be a pastor. Like I'm looking at these small town churches, and I'm like, man. There's not just like a, unless you're in a huge church, like just a youth pastor. That youth pastor is also some kind of administrator and then also probably, probably a worship football leader. coach or something. And he's got to like have three different roles to make a living. I'm like, okay, well, I need to take that concept to my business and, you know, like we can't just be a coffee roaster. Like I learned that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I think there's a lot of potential. I think there's a lot of untapped things that we could get into. And, um, you know, I think this restaurant's awesome, but, you know, that the brewery, and getting in distribution, that's going to help. And, you know, I think we, we have goals within the next six months, maybe nine. It could be 12 months. Who knows? You know, yeah. like I said, I've learned to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to have, like, a, a drive through coffee bar uh, on the other what? side of town. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, we're considering dabbling in vacation rentals, you know. And so, and within that, it's just a whole lot of things. Oh, yeah. Um, and all these things can feed off each other. And ultimately, you know, to reach that end goal of back to, I want to travel to 
you know, South America and Africa, and I yeah. want to go to these countries, and even just more than me, take my family, take my staff, take my community, yeah. go witness the things that I got to witness at a young age, and be like, whoa, I thought this is what life is, but this is what life is, and so I want I want people to be able to experience that, and so, but it's going to take all these other you know, ventures to kind of get all these things to to come together, to to come together, to, to, you know, it it takes money to do things. Literally, it comes down to it. Yeah. yeah. And so in reality, I'm probably not the greatest, uh, business man. Uh, I don't have any training in that. I don't have schooling in that. And a lot of times when I think about these ideas, it's not my first thought of, okay, how much money can I make from this? Yeah. Um, and maybe it should be. I mean, at some point, you do have to consider that. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be viable? Is it going to be sustainable? Is it going to carry on? But my first thought is like, you know, what's the reach? What's the impact? What's it going to do for m- my family, my community? And all, ultimately, like, what's it going to do to help us get to that ultimate goal that I had, you know, back in 2018? I think that's better, bro. I, I think so, too. Yeah. It will I mean, we may fall flat on our faces, and we yeah. may do a podcast in a year from now and be like, man, I was wrong. I, I tried, and I'm the laughing stock of Mena, Arkansas, but I tried. I had a good time, but yeah. now I'm living uh, Dude, in Dude, I really don't see that. 40. Just, like, there's, like, a drive about it. And also, like, I don't know. Like, I wish the people – well, I mean, obviously the people on YouTube can see one corner of this beautiful <laughs> thing that you've built here and, like – it, this is probably the prettiest thing in Mina, if we're not talking about, like, obviously the mountain and, right. like, some of the old pristine homes and things like that. Like, this is, like, of all the businesses in Mina, I'll say this is the prettiest for yeah. sure. Uh, and I, I appreciate that. And, I mean, and, again, I'll attribute it to just having the opportunity to get to go to places that, that are awesome atmospheres that have cool design features and just mm-hmm. being able to put that back in memory and, and trying to figure out how to piece that in to the Washita's. I mean, when I was a kid, I uh, worked with a horse trainer once, and I'll always remember this. He, we were, like, working on a horse once, and he's like, hey, Derek, uh, you'll work with a lot of guys that work with horses. Uh, you'll work with a lot of different horses, and everybody will have some kind of input or some theory or some method that could better what you're doing. And you need to listen to all of them, but only a few will actually have some information you need to take away, and you need to see your life as a puzzle. And he said... Take the puzzle pieces that fit your puzzle and discard the puzzle pieces that don't fit your puzzle. And so uh, I've always remembered that. I was like, man, that's good. Like I should, And my dad said it too. He's like, always listen to people yeah, and, and take, take into consideration. And if you decide, like, no, nah, it's not for me, yeah, go ahead, put it aside. And so I just like picture like, okay, my puzzle keeps growing. But, I bet it's huge at this uh, point, Yeah, dude. but it's like, yeah, you, you know, every, every person you can encounter, like, may have a small puzzle piece, uh, yeah. and they're all different sizes. Sometimes I'll end up talking to a customer that they're like, oh, you're the owner, and they'll pull me aside, and I'm like, oh, goodness, oh, who am I talking to? go to? down, dude, yeah. And then I'll have like a five, ten-minute conversation, and I was like, okay, I need I need to be more present. And so like, glad I did it. Be, yeah. Like, listen. But then sometimes I have those conversations, and I'm like, yeah, no, I was right. I got like, to here, dude. <laughs> I should have ran. Yeah. I should have, like, sent a text message to somebody, mm-hmm. like, hey, come get me, you know. Dude, that's um, what really happens, dude. Like, especially, like, behind the bar, sometimes I'll have somebody come up and, like, Maybe I'm not in the best mood or something, and, like, I'll sit, like, they'll sit down, and, like, all of a sudden, like, we're having, like, the best experience after, like, a couple of minutes, and, like, I went into that thinking, like, this is going to suck, dude, yeah. and then everything just works out, and I'm like, yeah. dude, I I almost didn't even give you the time, like, yeah. and I, I would have been way worse for it, too. Yeah, it's uh, it's just, that's just life, you know? Yeah, it, it gotta happened. hear everybody, or, everybody, 
as many as you can within reason. Yeah, we'll like develop it. some discernment maybe and, mm. and and be open to it. Yes. But as soon as you realize that, yeah, I'm not I'm not gaining much and I don't know if this person's gaining much from this conversation, so I'm definitely going to yeah. find a, an exit strategy. Have your, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely your exit strategy. It's that uh, quality, twi- quality time, quality people. That's, yep. what, that's what that and, old sales And fortunately, like in the South, you can still go, well... Yeah, you know? flapping <laughs> and that's like one a, good time. That's a cue that you need to exit Gotta the conversation, go, and yep. most of the time that'll work. You know, <laughs> if it doesn't, then you have a real problem. You're yeah. probably gonna have to be mean to that person. Yeah, like I gotta get out of here. There's a few times I've given that whelp three or four times. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Dude, I have to go. I'm sorry, but I, I have to do it. Yeah, I'm over it." Yeah. Well, you don't say that, maybe. I don't know. People give me a hard time sometimes because I'll just I'll continue the conversation as I'm walking around the corner. Oh, my know, gosh, you know, yes. Like, All right, yeah, go on. And just, yeah. you know, keep, keep going. And, and, like, I'm pretty sure, like, sometimes whenever you leave those conversations, they're still talking probably. <laughs> it's happened a few times. <laughs> and then you come back, they're on the same track. Yep, man. yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I've seen it. Yep. So, uh, so what, I think, so we got through the brewing. We got through... The, um, the entertainment districts, kind of at this point, and then you have some events going on right now. Um, the pizzas, everything's running. The kitchen looks beautiful. The whole place looks beautiful. Just did the remodel. Got the badass front doors. The next thing up, I think, is the patio, right? Right. And then what? You said you had a couple of new ideas. Yeah, and within I, and reason. Yeah, and know. I've I've kind of I've touched just a little bit on those, but. There's a, there's a space just down on the other side of town that every time I've drove by it, I've been like, man, if I ever... Because this establishment, you, you have to come in. And if you've never been here, uh, you got to come in and you yeah. got to pick up your, ca- your coffee off the counter. Mm. And before COVID, uh, you had to come in and order it. Now yeah. you can order it on your phone and walk in and grab your coffee. Oh, that's what's up. Um, but people just through like, online ordering? or Yeah, online like- ordering. Yeah. And so people are always like, you need to drive through. And I just want to be like, look around. Like, where's the drive room? I was going to say this you building. almost have um, it right here, but just not quite. Yeah, and, and also yeah. My, I'm like, that's not the intention mm-hmm. of this place. The like whole the, the first intention is to develop community, like to force you to come have an interaction. To you're having a tough day, like hopefully you're going to walk in the doors and my staff's going to smile, welcome you, yeah. and they're they're going to better your day, and you can know that, you know. So that that's the intention here, uh, is to have that kind of experience. Um, but there is a place in town that every time I drive drove by I was like that would be the spot to have a drive through it's yeah. you know it's on the other side of town from me mm-hmm. it's it's on the way to the high school it's on the way to the hospital it's on the way to the factory it's just a it's a big intersection and it just really works is it that spot that little turn off off of 71 where was it Chickalos or something was there for a little it's, while? Or? Well, Chickalos is still up there on the hill. It's down the hill from that um, is oh, the, right the property we're looking at. And so it's still, you know, there, there's no, like, signed off fine print yet, but it's all a handshake deal conversation at this point yeah. uh, with good intentions. Uh, I mean, I've already bought the espresso machines for it, so yeah. I mean, I'm kind of committed. Hopefully it goes through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, and so we, we got that coming to where there'll be some minimal seating, like for 20 to 30 people on the inside, but the intention is oh, that cool. 90% of the revenue comes through the drive through window, you know. Yeah. And so it'll be all of our great coffees plus a few quick breakfast items uh, that can be ordered and then made and out the window in the mm-hmm. time that you would expect it to be given out the window in a drive-thru. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, I Again, I've never worked in a coffee drive-thru. I have, like, my assumptions of it. 
Um, I have some theories in my head how I think it could work, but it'll be all an all-new experience, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I know how to make coffee. I know how to make coffee fast, but uh, that could be a whole different ballgame. So I'm really excited about it. Um, there, there's blueprints for the building yeah. uh, that I drew up, and it's been mocked up to scale, and it's looking pretty cool. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I, I really think, I mean, coffee is an untapped potential for this business. We, we roast coffee one day a week. Uh, wow. So we, we could roast coffee easily another four, five, six days a week. And that would uh, cover four, five, six days. Oh, yeah. And so I, I want to roast more coffee. Yeah. Um, because That's I, the original love right there. Yeah. Um, and so I think this, this drop-through will give us the opportunity to do that. And if that goes well, then uh, I think that version of the wash talls is a good way to potentially tap into other communities that are small rural, count, yeah. rural towns, you know, that – Maybe couldn't house just a coffee house, but it could house like a, a drive through coffee bar. Uh, that does Pop one up over in Hatfield. Yeah, Cove, yeah, yeah, places like that, D Queen, Mount Ida, little little areas Make the people that people Acre not have to drive up in yeah, every day. Yeah, places <laughs> that have good people that just need a few more options uh, to be a part of their day. So yeah. we'll see how that goes, and we're looking forward to that. And I, I have some good expectations for it. And then we have some really cool property just up uh, from here, just like two blocks oh dude uh, the brewery uh well no even i mean closer than that it's oh, really? it used to be the old Stillwell school uh, my dad went to school there way back in the day and then yeah. it was like apartments and then it was a retirement home uh, oh, so it's like right Stillwell there. heights right yeah there. Stillwell heights yeah and so um unfortunately that building uh when we looked at it was just like unsalvageable probably condemned. i mean yeah, like yeah. you, I was scared to walk through it. To be honest, like wow. I thought somebody was gonna like poke out of a corner and like <laughs> get me. Um, well, you know what they called that hill for a while. No, I don't actually. Oh well, that was Pill Hill for a second. Hill Hill. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's exactly what I felt. While I was up there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, it could have made a, a like an award-winning horror film. Uh, the that way place it was, was super sketchy. Dude. Yeah, yeah, like it has like a. It did have uh, like a just this really scary stairwell down to a basement. You go down in this basement, and there's, like, these walls to where, like, literally out of horror film, like, coloring on the wall of, like, some creatures that used to look kid-friendly, but now they're, like, just angry and scary. Oh. Like, it was weird. But, uh, so, like, we, we demoed most of that property, and that's kind of like where I mentioned earlier, like, we're, we're dabbling the idea of, like, some vacation rentals up right there on, on top of that okay. to yeah. kind of house the, the mountain bike culture and the AV, ATV culture coming through, and... Uh, and then potentially having, like, a really cool rooftop restaurant yes. and bar up there. And so that's, like, a, a dream still at this point because that's, like, a... That's a hell of an undertaking. It's, right a, it's a big undertaking, yeah. and there's a lot of capital that would be involved in that. And so, you know, we got the property. We've got it mostly demoed now, and so we're just going to kind of sit. We're going to develop our coffee side of things, and we'll just kind of see what comes the next year or two. Um, and Whoa. so really excited about that. Um, something else, you know, we, we just sent out this month uh, our first kegs into distribution. And yes, so dude, I'm so excited about that. We're, yeah. we're very pumped because, I mean, that's gonna that's what's going to really help us to the next level. Oh, yeah. Because uh, at this point, beer's only been served the last two years. It's been brewed by us in this building. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, so now there's over 50 kegs. I say we're 50, 52, I believe. <laughs> 52 kegs that are sitting in Fort Smith right now being sold to different restaurants and private club restaurants yeah. and, and just different things like that that are going to go in. 
And so, like, soon and very soon, I'll be able to drive up to Fort Smith, go to a restaurant, order some food, and order yeah, the uh, beer that we brewed, beer. you know? Oh, order man. that day's one that Trevin and I, like, thought was just a waste, but now it's, like, our top seller, you yes. know? Yeah. And so, like, that's going to be a really cool moment. And so we're really looking forward to just continue that relationship with Bell Point and Fort Smith. They've been really cool to us. Bell Point, is that the distributor up there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're an original Anheuser-Busch distributor. And they're starting to dabble in craft beer. And so right now they kill carry Bentonville Brewing Company, who is probably, you know, in my top three favorite breweries in Arkansas. Yeah. Um, they do an awesome job. And uh, then we're their second craft brewery yeah. to pick up. Um, and so right now they got a few kegs of Timber Beast. They got a few key kegs of the Shabine. Yes. They got several kegs of Days One and several kegs of our Main Squeeze, which is a hard blood orange lemonade. That Which I think is gonna, it's yeah. gonna just change Arkansas's <laughs> world. It, yeah, dude. It's been, it's one of those. It's like you know, it's some ideas that came together and like let's just try this, mm-hmm. and then it turned out dude, to be it's so such a awesome. Wildly good lemonade. It's wildly good, and we're like, yeah, but that doesn't really tap into like brewing and and grain and malt and barley. Oh, it's yeah. it's. You know, it's it's lemon juice and and <laughs> purees and, and you know it's it's not like just the craft of brewing. It's yeah. it's relatively simple and some good ideas brought together and and good fermentation. Sounds like you and, guys are just messing around, really. Yeah, and, yeah. and we and you know we created a cool product and uh, that may be a staple that really funds uh, the the craft beer that a smaller group Hell of yeah, people dude. love. Yeah. You get the I one mean, that people love, like the. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's cool because I think I think days one is gonna people are gonna love it. It's oh a nine point two percent hazy IPA. On the way out. Hazy IPAs are just the fad right now, yeah. um, and so your craft beers for lovers are gonna really hit that one up. But then you got Main Squeeze, and you go into a place that maybe they only do beer and wine. And you're filling a cocktail. Well, you can order Main Squeeze, and it's kind it's of essentially yeah. that because it's eleven point two percent ABV. And so it's not. It like, tastes almost like a wine, but because it's a lemonade, like you still like it's just so much. I don't know, dude. Whenever he first gave it to me, so the one that he gave me was the one that he has at the house, which is like a fifteen percent. Wow! And so whenever I hit that, I was like, yeah. But like when he asked me what I thought the ABV was, I thought it would be like eight or nine because it's that smooth. Like yeah. it tastes so sweet. and like I would well, say that's a sour, gift of, of Tra- Traven, and I don't know if it's intentional or not, but that guy has the ability to to brew big beers that have big ABVs, but it not be noticeable. Yeah. Uh, they, they just drink good and easy. So I would say that's definitely a gift of his that he probably takes pride, pride in because, you know, our beers, they, they do tend to be – on the, the higher ABV oh, side. Yeah. Um, like even our Irish Red, it's a 7.2, and traditionally those are like a 6, you know. Yeah. And so um, they they all kind of meander that way. But, I mean, my rule of thumb, going back to coffee and everything else, is like taste is king. Like mm-hmm. what, what tastes good in your hand, you know. Uh, pizza ingredients, like, you know, I don't really – looking at ingredients cost, yeah, it's important. But what what's going to, like – People are going to eat and consume. People are going to enjoy every What are they going to come back it. for next time? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that coffee, beer, um, that's taste is king. And yeah. it's got to be good or they're not going to come back. I don't care if I can sell it once. Yeah. I need to sell it ten times. Mm-hmm. You need those people that are always coming back for that day's one, right? Yeah. 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 
That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, just keeping it consistent, dude. Keeping it consistent. Keeping it good. And building the community around it, too, man. That's so cool, dude. Like, I'm so excited for this business and, like, just for you. for And, like, also, like, the fact that, like, my family's partly in it and stuff. Like, yeah. And, because it's it's got so many other families in it too. It, man. it is. We use a lot of just local people. So yeah, obviously Traven, he's a he's a big aspect that we have here and and I mean he helped out before he was in brewing, you know, he was in here tossing pizza dough and yeah. he, he was a trained barista at one point. And, oh yeah. And so, you know, he, he's really bought into it. But I mean, you know, his sister runs an awesome uh, you know, shirt company and apparel company and so we like the I think everything you see in here as far as shirts and hats go, like, they, they came from Rock Creek yeah. Apparel, you know. That's where I've that, been getting mine, too. That's part, yeah. of, part of the family, and they do, they do a great job. A lot of our... You guys have fantastic merch, by the way. Appreciate it. Yeah. we got some cool stuff coming in, too, so I'm really excited. But right across the streets, Jesse Garcia, and, uh, you know, I think they just changed to, uh, you know, Main Street, uh, Romina Street, Talking about design. the designs, yeah, yeah, okay. right across the street. So, like a lot of our banners and vinyls and stuff come from him, and yeah. and we we use a guy who I don't know, you know, he, he brings us our honey for our lattes, and nice, he's dude. a local guy, and so we do what we can uh, mm. to get local people involved, and can't always make that happen, and it's right. not always the best product, and so I mean that's going to be the ultimate goal, but. Uh, a lot of the time, it is the best product, and yeah. I'm just really proud of that from Mina. And one thing about it is, like, you know where it came from. You know where it came from. Yeah. Absolutely. That's one thing about, like, when you're talking about, like, all these, like, good source things, like, just to know, like, whether it's, like, the best of the best or, like, maybe they have some practices that are slightly off, but, like, you know exactly what's yeah. happening to it. Yeah, and, and I mean, even, like, uh, our chocolate we use in our mochas, it comes from Kaya, and that's, yeah. that's northwest Arkansas. And, oh, what? Our some of our tumblers and cups. That's Mir, but they, I mean they're not local, but they're in Seattle. And I went to their coffee shop while I was there, and they got a cool mission. Like they develop countries with pure water and drinking wells, and they got a cool mission behind what they're doing. Yeah. So I love supporting them, and they got an awesome product. Um, so, so has your nonprofit like ideals and like all this stuff followed you into this business? You think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm want to be as much as I can community first and I want to give back as much as possible I, I mean I want to go home and I want to be comfortable and I'll have food in the fridge and and you know I mean well, I you want, want to feel good about want, it too yeah and I want to have a nice car and I want to be able to maintain my hobbies but at the end of the day I want to be able to like walk out my door drive through Mina and and see it see it growing I want, I want to go to you know the advertising promotional commission meetings and the city council stuff and and see the mayor and talk to him and 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 know that Mina, it's it's on the rise. You yeah. know, I don't want it to be hard times, and and I really believe that we are mm-hmm. doing that, and and I think that Washtenaw is a, a little part of that, and yeah. I hope that we can just continue to be more and more, and support local events and local companies and businesses as much as possible. Dude, that is so cool, man. Yeah, like the I feel like things have changed so much around here, and I think I want to give you some credit for it. Like I think this has been one of the staples that has helped kind of shape this community you know yeah. like into what it is now because i feel like it's just been lost in time for so long yeah i mean i, I appreciate that and i mean even back uh when i was 18 yeah. and 19 and 20 through college i'd come back and visit and i could feel like a sense of like this is where i'm going to be is uh-huh. in mina uh but also at the same time I was like but it's not yet and so um like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing yet so i'm just going to keep doing 
what's in front of me and keep taking some opportunities. Uh, and I just kept doing that until, like, you know, I came back to me a couple times and moved away. And, and all of it was just continue to think, like, another stepping stone and a larger stepping stone. Until I kind of pieces, yeah, pulling those puzzle pieces together. (laughs) Until I was like, okay, this is it. Like Mm -hmm. we're we're gonna have a business here, and we're gonna develop that, and hopefully reach this community. And you know, not everyone's gonna love it, and that that's totally fine. Uh, But hopefully, as a whole, and hopefully, ten years from now, we can look back, and if somebody's kind of given a rundown of the history, Mina. They'll be like, yeah, this, this, and this, and then, you know, the, the Washita's, um, they, they started doing this, and, you know, maybe we can be a Brought part life into this of, of that, that history that kind of, you know, Mina's not ever been down and just not great, but it definitely has been at a kind of a stalemate yeah. uh, in the past, uh, but hopefully we can be a part of what kind of revitalized that. And brought Brings it, in. it into the new. Yeah, brought it into the new. What, was the, what the 21st century? Yeah, 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 I guess so. And make, makes it a destination for people. Yeah. That's one thing, like, I will always recommend. I've actually had people come through. Um, my boss, actually, oddly enough, in Arlington was like, yeah, we're going to this spot um, over, uh, she said in, it wasn't me and it was somewhere around here, I want to say, but uh, she was like, yeah, it's over at, like, the base of the Awashtas or whatever, and I was like, so... you like where Mina's at, and she was like, "Yeah, that's actually one of the towns you have to like stop through." <laughs> and I told her to come here. And I'm pretty sure she did. Okay, good. It, yeah, you might not. Uh, she probably came in like one. And we we have every time. I would I, recommend. We have our own little following uh, there in Texas. I mean, yeah. it's just there's a lot of people. Dude, that it's come not through. that far away. It's not, and we we we've gotten to the point to where we're starting to hear like, "Yeah, our we're, we're from Fort Worth, and our friends told us to come to." Here, yeah. like not just Mina, but make sure you stop at the Wash Talls yeah. in Mina. And I, I love hearing that. I, mean, I was like, man, you're four hours away, <laughs> and you've heard from a friend that may have heard from a friend that you need to stop in and grab coffee, pizza, or a beer mm-hmm. at this spot. And I was like, okay, that. And that usually comes like right at the right moment. Like I'll just be like, like stressed out or kind of like, sucks, dude. I'm gonna shut it all down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk out the lobby and I'll see like four people working on the floor and zero people in the building. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> but then you hear something like that later that day, or you get a good Google review, and you're like, okay, this is this is why we did it. Yeah. yeah. So what are, like, the busy times here, would you say? Yeah. Because um, Mina's weird, dude. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so weird, and it's so frustrating. Uh, because, I mean, to, to run a good business, you've got to plan for the busiest, and that's not always financially the best idea, you know? Yeah. But I want people, when they come in, to have a good experience, and so sometimes you just eat that. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, we'll have our little Monday crowd right now, like, Tuesdays and Wednesdays try to seem to be, like, kind of our bummer days, but then it starts to pick up a little bit on Thursday, and then it's just a flip-flop between Friday and Saturday. It's usually kind of like what's going on in the town, or is it a holiday weekend? Which one a day? Oh, uh, right on. It's yeah. going to be more busy. Uh, because, yeah, we're, we're a town that's somewhere between 5,000, 6,000 people. Um, and so if there's a high school football game, you know, we might Probably see. Probably going to get a little something. Friday night might be a little slower. It might pick up in the evening. Who knows? But every Saturday, we have live music. Every hmm. single Saturday. Yeah. Um, and so news, usually that draws some folks in. And these are like local artists too, right? Yeah, there are a lot of local ones and then definitely Arkansas locals. I mean, we have a, a handful that come uh, from other states. We have one guy that comes from like Austin, and he'll just make a big loop. Oh, he'll nice. hit us on the way, and then he'll hit us on the way back. Probably and hits so, all the way through Oklahoma, yeah. back through here, up to Little Rock, and then back down. And so I think right now we're even like, 
booked on Saturday nights into next year. Whoa. Uh, yeah, my wife, Anna, she, she just kills that. Uh, we've, yeah. we've got a big roster of musicians that we will bring back in. And you may not hear the same one for a couple months, but, I mean, that's how many we have that are yeah. just stacked. And then at, at first we had to, like, seek out, like, live, like, musicians uh-huh. to come in. Like, hey, we all come play. But now we don't. We have people contacting us like, hey, we've heard from these guys that they love playing at your spot. Can we come play? And we're like, yes, we'll put you on the calendar for next February. I swear, <laughs> you know? dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's, it's been really cool with that. And, you know, it, um, we, we love the music industry and we love supporting those guys as much as possible because they're out there hustling, working a full-time job, and then doing that on weekends. Yeah. Um, and so – we we like that. It sometimes it works out for us, and we have a full house. And then sometimes, you know, it's it's one of those debtor Saturdays, and so yeah. we just kind of we eat that that we paid out for that band. But we're just we're glad they're here. And then if you know we're like you know let's let's go listen to live music. Well, we have that option now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You didn't always have Keep that option. Consistent because I mean, if you do it to where like oh we don't think anything's going to happen this Saturday, so you don't have it. And then there's those people that wanted to come and that, have it. And that is one of the cornerstones here. Yeah. I'm like. Once we decide we're doing something, we are going to be stubborn and we are going to yeah. do it. Like, that's something I learned at the coffee shop I worked in Seattle. Like, establish your hours and then be open. Yeah, you. It doesn't matter. Like if like we'll take off for Christmas, we'll take off partially on January first, and I think like Thanksgiving Day. But yeah. apart from that, like we are going to be open. We're going to maintain our hours, and no matter what, we're going to be here. I don't care if it's snowing. I don't want people to have to question: Is the wash halls open? Yeah, uh, because that's one more reason like why they like may Skyline not come. Skyline and like a couple other places here, man. Like we were talking earlier, dude. Yeah, I never know. Like it's just inconsistent. So, especially in a small town, like that consistency is like it's so important for people to have to count on it and never have to question it. Go check my feed to see if we're going to be open. And so, like we're going to be open. We're going to have music every Saturday night, yeah. no matter what. Um, that. Just those kind of things that people can rely on occurring, um, we want to provide, apart from just giving the best service that we possibly can give that day. Yeah. That's so cool. So what are the hours? Y'all open at what, like 6? Yeah, Monday through Friday, we open at 7, and then on Saturday, we open up at 8. And this is where it gets tough, and it's just me, and we're forced to do Well, not forced to, but uh, business kind of pushes you. Like Monday through Wednesday, we close um, at 9 Okay. Or 8.30. I think it's 8.30, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Friday, Saturday, we close at 10. So. Oh, wow. Okay, we used yeah. to keep that later hour all through the week, but, I mean, the last three hours of the day, I was just, I had people standing here leaning up against brooms. Yeah. Um, I was like, can't can't do that. Uh, maybe one day uh, we'll be busy enough, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, right now, Friday and Saturday, we're, we're open till 10, and that's, that's about the latest you're going to get in me in Arkansas. That's for real, dude, yeah. I think even, like, uh, like the Elks Lodge and all that kind of stuff, I think most of those places close at, at the latest, like, midnight, right? Yeah, yeah. Those, those, those are, are actually bars, but those yeah. are a different classification. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah you're gonna, it's that. all about the experience, and you're de- you're going to get a different experience there. And it, I mean, it takes all yeah. kinds. And well, first off, like you got to have somebody to bring you and shit. You know? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. You can't just walk in off of Main Street and be like, whoa, there's a freaking... Like I can actually get a beer here? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can. Something that uh, was never a thing before. And no, I'm so happy I mean, about it, it. it felt insane that first district. I mean, we took a picture and, like, I walked out on the street with a legal beer in yeah. my hand. And it's just, just like. Waiting for somebody to say something. 
And to this day, I mean, we've had several districts at this point between ourselves and other, uh, you know, organizations that put on districts. And occasionally we still get the question, like, we can take this outside. (laughs) I'm like, yes. Yes. Uh, just do not go beyond the barriers, you know. And so um, it, it's crazy because you know, it was, still just blows my mind, you yeah. know. One of the Probably easiest things that you can do too, in, a, yeah. in a dry county is an entertainment district. Right? Imagine, like, whenever we were kids, if somebody would have said that. We'd be like, what? Yeah. What? Like, when we were in high school? No yeah. way, bro. Yeah, and that's, it's one of my favorite things is, like, during that district, music's playing to be able, like, it's kind of chilled out around 930 like, food orders slowed down, and, like, I can comfortably, like, okay, I'm going to grab a beer. I'm going to go sit by my friends out on the street and go walk music. out on the street, yeah. hang out with my friends. And then just kind of, like, look around and just see people smiling, laughing, and, and drinking beer. Drinking and your beer yeah, and it's eating just, your pizza. It's an unreal feeling. That so is like, wild. Like I said, if we fall flat on our face, at least I'll still have, like, those memories of, like, we did that. That's like, beautiful, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all you can ask for, man. And I want to shake your hand because I... Appreciate everything that you're doing around here, man. Well, I, I appreciate this opportunity. I'm glad we were able to make it happen. This has been so much fun, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but we're going to go ahead and sign off. I'm going to go grab, and I'm definitely going to have to have another beer before I go. Absolutely. Yeah, but actually, any recommendations before I hop off? And so you've had Shibin, you've had Timber Beast, you've had, had, days, had one. days One, you had Dippa earlier, Yeah. you've had Main Squeeze, you haven't had the IPL, right? Oh, I have not. Yeah, India Pell Lager. What? So it's like a lighter beer that still has, like, big hops. Okay. That's so a really cool one, so I definitely would recommend that one. That might be the move. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're going to go for. Cool. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. See go you. check out the Awash Dolls. Actually, let's go ahead and do a couple shout-outs. Almost totally forgot. Where can we find you? Yeah, so on your social media platforms, which, you know, for us right now, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just the Washita's. Like we should there. spell it. I mean, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it's like because it's so commonplace for us. So dude, maybe yeah. I should say the Owachitas. Uh, <laughs> it's O U A C H I T A S, and yes. I made that our email handle, and I still regret it sometimes. Probably messes everybody yeah, up. Yeah. I have to spell All these distributors it like five times. And and oh, man. Sometimes I even spell it wrong because I'm just not even thinking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Washita's. Uh, even like a quick Google, it's pretty cool. Like yeah. we're within the Washtal Mountains, mm-hmm. so if you just go to Google and say the Washtals, we're the first thing that comes up. Whoa, that's wild! Yeah. So yeah. we're also the Washtals dot com. Nice. And so Whoa. yeah, and so you secured uh, that handle. Bro? Yeah, we got we got that, and so right now we have a a, a modest, decent website, but that's going to be revamped and new within the next probably three to four months, and so yeah. I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, you can order online there. Yep, thewashhouse.com, you can order online. Um, your, your coffee, we, we can ship you coffee anywhere that you want to be nice. shipped coffee to. Yeah. Um, yep, and I you mean... need some wholesale coffee, by the way. you need some wholesale coffee, <laughs> if you want to make sure you get this, like, the premier experience, you can email me, Derek, at thewashhouse.com. That's O-U-A-C-H-I-T-A-S, thewashhouse.com. <laughs> yes. D-E-R-E-K. Eric, uh, and just be like, hey, bro, like, I need some awesome coffee recommendations. I'll hit you up, and I'll ship it out and send out an invoice, whatever we need. Send you some merch, too. Uh, we would love to get anybody involved and invest in the wash dolls. So. Yeah, trying to pull in the entire community. Yeah. It'll eventually be the entire country. That's right. I mean, we got friends all over, and so uh, let's just expand that. Aren't you selling coffee to people in, like, Germany and shit now? Shoot. Is that I, a thing? I don't we definitely had we've had those people come through and uh, like some tourists from different countries, 
And I'm like, man, this is the best coffee that we've had while we're in the States. And we're like, well, I mean, we know what we're doing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> we do it right, and we do it to the best of our ability. So, Dude, yeah, that's awesome. So the washtoss.com, at the washtoss, Facebook, Instagram, everything. Yep. And then the email that you said a yep. second ago. If Derek at the washtoss.com. Yep. All right, hit them up, guys. If you're in Mena, Arkansas, on Main Street, you, you literally cannot miss it. Go check them out. Get some pizza. Get some beer. Try yep. some of their fantastic coffee, too. I feel like I undersold Absolutely. the coffee at this point. Yeah, about the beer I mean, coffee, it's, it's some of the best that you'll have. It's really and, good, uh, dude. And, I, and also here in Mina, our main street is Mina Street. So just be looking for Mina Street. We're south of the tracks. So yeah. And you'll, tracks you'll see our, our forest green building and the only balcony in town. So. Yeah. About to be having people up there hanging out. Yeah, within the next week or two. That's wild, dude. All right, we're going to get out of here. Go check them out, and uh, you guys be good. Appreciate it.